No fly in my pee-pee. You're listening to the only podcast in the universe where clothing is optional, but pot is not. Broadcasting from FEMA Region 7, it's Bowl After Bowl with your hosts, Lorian and Spencer. I have 15 reasons why I can't come. I I told him last night that he had to come. I'm gonna come. These people are sick. They're fucking full of shit. Streaming value for value and weed is an excellent combination. It's so overtly sexual. Sir Spencer Wolf of Kansas City, Dame DeLorean. You're my sweet baby. Try a taste. I'm a supporter of human beings! Bing-bings! What? 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 Bing-bings! That's an amazing story, man. That's, That's cool as fuck. Pretty cool. I like your story. And I'm glad you're here. On a Tuesday night, we're all feeling all right. Here in the bowl. It is November 7th. 2023. I'm Sir Spencer Wolf of Kansas City. And I'm Dame DeLorean. And you are a bowler. Hitting them pins right on schedule. You'll have to hear it. And enjoying another bowl. In fact, the uh, 281st bowl, by my count. Which is pretty nifty. That's a lot of damn bowls. Coming up on 300 bowls. 300. I can smell the smoke from the 300th bowl from here. Mm. We're going to have to do something weird and wacky. <laughs> yeah? We have to get some uh, bowlers in the same spot or something. Ooh. If you throw some ribs on the smoker, cotton gin might start heading this way. Hmm. 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 Worth a shot. Hmm. I love ribs. Bully Steed dropped a 333 in the chat. Yes, that also might have to be in play. Yes. A very momentous bowl. Uh, I wonder when it'll all line up. That's the problem with the numbers. I was like, I just don't, I don't look that far in the future to see when all these things are going to land. You know, I just like, eh. once it's like a couple of weeks away, I can see it. But that's hard to plan. Yeah, but you're the numbers man. I'm a numbers man, so maybe we can just manifest it. Manifest. I just, I do the show, you know, let God worry about the numbers. That's right. I just believe in bowls. Bowl after bowl. Bowl after bowl till we're sick. Uh, no sickness the past week. Mm-mm. Pretty, All good health. Pretty nice. Uh, we went through a time zone change, which always fucks everyone's brain. Uh-huh. So thank you for that. But we had some good buds to enjoy it with. We did enjoy it with some fantastic buds, Mary Kate Ultra and Make Heroism. Ow, ow. Little Bulls with Buds action Saturday night, which ended up going into the early hours of Sunday morning. And I'm talking like 420. Yeah. Central time. Uh, post hour fallback. So, like, that's kind of quasi 520. 
We all enjoyed 1 a.m. together that in was the a, same time space. That was the magical little hour there. Mm-hmm. When the East Coast rolled back and Central was still at 1 o'clock, it was just that. It's, it can only happen two hours a year. Well, no, it can only happen one hour a year because you're going the wrong direction. Mm-hmm. In the spring, you got a party with the Denver people. Yeah. A Denver people. But we or had something a like that. Great bowls with buds featuring those two beautiful bowlers. And then it broke out into a Cosme session. That's right. With some games. A little games with friends, a little friendly game action. And we still managed to publish the show. <laughs> yeah, it's, uh, it, did, it did get published. Uh-huh. So if you uh, enjoyed that, which it looks like people did from the Boostgrams, people are still grabbing that and uh, jamming to it. So appreciate that. Appreciate the love. And uh, you can find that in all of the Bowls with Buds interviews at bowlswithbuds.com if you're so uh, inclined. Yes, indeed. Speaking of inclined, we got the garlic all planted. Yeah, it's that magical time of the year. Gotta love that. Uh-huh. And now we have human resources that can help pretty well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you want to throw it in the fall, get it a little bit uh, rooted out, and then... Frost comes and it kind of pauses, but it's got like some roots developed and uh, little shoots that are still in the ground. So I did that, buried it all, put a shitload of straw in the yard over it, and uh, we're good to go. It's kind of a set it and forget it thing. Yeah. We're... Garlic is easy as hell. If you like garlic, you got to grow your own. It is really easy. Yeah, and um, far more flavorful. Oh, yeah. We're growing three different varieties this year. Yes, we are. I got a couple of standard artichokes. That's what we started with. Which, uh, the Sicilian artichoke seemed mm. to me the more interesting of the two. And then the silver white is kind of... Your standard fare, garlic? Mm. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're both soft necks, so you can braid them. I always like braiding the garlic at the end, having these long-ass garlic braids, you know? Yep, just pluck them off as you need them. And then I got uh, a hard neck this year, too. I got purple glazer. Purple I'd- glaze running through my head. <laughs> it's through my brain, ain't it? <laughs> Probably. <laughs> you know I'm not the quote machine. <laughs> or the lyric remember either. <laughs> well, um, yeah. I was just reading it. it was one of the more flavorful strains and like mm. wins a lot of the taste test things. More flavorful than the garlic you already enjoy. Yeah. I am excited. When I think, uh, what do I want out of my garlic? I think more flavor. So there you go. Yeah. And it's pretty too. It's Uh. like a beautiful little like fuchsia purple mauve, whatever the fuck color. Yeah. And it's got such a bite. At least the last artichoke variety that we had grown year after year. Mm Mm-hmm. Oh, so spicy. I love it. You just use the teeniest little pinch of it. Versus if you buy, like, a clove at the store or a head at the store, it's like, okay, throw the whole thing in. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe not the whole thing, but, you know. Yeah. It's wild. It just takes one clove and it grows into a full garlic. Yeah. Hundreds of garlics growing in the hood here. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think we planted, like, almost 200 cloves there, so. Shit. Three pounds in the grounds. See what happens. And we had our method down, too, where we were pretty efficient with our time getting it all planted. Yeah. Which happens when you do something year after year. You start to figure it out. Yeah. But also, the soil is healing where we've been planting the garlic. 
Because when we started, it was all red clay, pretty much. Yep. Like a reddish-brown clay. And now it's actually staying soil, and there's worms in every scoop. It's exciting. It's pretty cool to see. Like, It doesn't really take much work or time to <laughs> start making the soil better. You just got to like use it. Use it, yeah. stuff. What a thing. Crazy. Use it for something other than growing a lawn to mow. <laughs> Earth magic. Yeah. That's fun. We also went to a gem show this weekend. Gem show. That was fun. It was retail based and not education based. And the kids always have a better time at the ones with panels and, you know, hey, let's go look at the fluorescent rocks under black light and dark rooms and stuff like that. Yeah. Mr. Bones wandering around with his giant T-Rex costume. But they still had a good time. They're learning things about the rocks they like. But they seem more geared towards fossils. That's all right. Yeah. The inflation thing is really taking effect. <laughs> that is a fact. We saw probably the most expensive gym show prices with less selection and variety than there usually is. No specimens that really caught our eye. It was a good Labradorite fire sales well, from one vendor, and that was pretty much it. That was it, and that was a solid Madagascar connection mm-hmm. that we made, and that's why. Yep. Straight from the source with no too much uh, middlemen hands. <laughs> but what are you going to do? That's why yeah, you just keep all, going to them. All the vendors are saying this is my worst year ever or like worst show ever because we've had shows with the same vendors in Kansas City. Well, that's the thing about now. that's the thing about rocks too is like you can wait it out, <laughs> you know, like the stuff I got back when prices weren't fucked, it all is still fine. Oh, yeah. It's better yeah. than fine now. It's like... It's got a shelf life longer than me. Yep. So it's all good. The value is only going up. I can wait. I can outweigh your uh, financial crisis bullshit or whatever. <laughs> mm-hmm. And say to my guests, look at my pretty rocks. So many shiny rocks. Or, you know, maybe in 20 years I'll just buy some rocks with Bitcoin. Yeah, maybe. And go... <laughs> or some kind of noise like that. Yeah. <laughs> 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 Um, in which the bowl turns into the circus of noises yeah it's pretty early to do that so uh the other thing that i did this week was i added the pod roll tag to our feed Ooh, what's that do so you can send your hate mail to spencer at bowlafterbowl.com because i made a fucking list again i'm sorry oh cripes pod roll recommends other podcasts in your feed so it's like a discovery mechanism and you can say, hey, these shows you might like. If you like this one, you should check these ones out. Mm. And I try to put all our usual suspect friends in there. Some of the feeds should be in there, but I could not find your podcast GUID because you don't have it in your feed. Ooh. Okay. So. Mine? No, no, no. Oh, no, not no, me. No. I'm, talking about, I'm talking about all the people frantically checking and seeing that their show's not in there and then getting mad at me. Well, Spencer at BullFreeBull.com. We already um, established that. Dave told me that Sir Brian of London has a GUID lookup tool. Hmm. I don't. I looked around on his socials and here and there, and uh, it's all Israel stuff about uh, the war, and I couldn't find any tool stuff. Yeah, about too much the tool. waiting. So, if anybody has a link to that, help your boy out. Shoot me a uh, linky dink. And yes, I don't even know a lot of about the pod roll. I don't know. 
it's <laughs> where does it show up? It's a fat pain in my ass right now. I'm going to be honest. So don't hate me. The reason it sucks for me personally is just because I'm a fucking idiot and I still write my RSS feed. So if I want to add any special tags like this, like I can't go into my uh, host that I use to add a pod roll. I think very few hosts support pod roll if I'm not mistaken. But I can add it to my hand hacked feed, which is the source of all my podcasting 2.0 loveliness. And so the way that the tag is structured in the feed it's incredibly simple which is nice but at the same time if i just look at the pod roll tag in my feed it has uh a it's it's just full of podcast remote item tags which have a single attribute of feed guid so i'm looking right now i think i got 13 of them in there something like that so That's i know that number. yeah exactly i know it can't go wrong at all and I don't know what the hell they are. Like, I remember putting them all in, uh, but I'm looking at them right now. And Yeah, they're gooids. It's 13 gooids. They don't mean anything to me. So, I don't know. This is just like, I'm going to have to build another thing that looks up these gooids and shows me what they are. Now, I could also use the API, and I'll probably just end up doing that. Because then I don't have to... Just Look, comment uh, under them, like Boobery suggested on the chat. I could just comment under them. I could put a comment in. I even considered it after like the 11th one. And I was like, mm, <laughs> too late. Because then I'd have to fucking look them all <laughs> up again. So I'll probably just use the API and some sort of shit yeah. to have a little view on the website I'm working on. Mm. And then, yeah, hopefully that will just let me know and surface things. And then. I can also use the API to look up the guys that don't have it in their feed. I think I can also use the RSS blue tool to just paste your feeds uh, URL. Uh, but yes, I don't know. Nick the Rat, baby, I'll put you in my pod roll very soon. As soon as I figure your gooid out. <laughs> Show me your gooid. I will do it. I promise I'll do it. I wanted you in there at the top, Nick. But alas. But I just, I couldn't figure the, f I'm too stupid. Okay, to get it right on the first time. That's all. Yep. That's all. And yeah, like you mentioned, who services that? I don't know. Pod Friends is what I was suggested. Pod Friends does it. Oh, cool. Or excuse me, Pod Fans. Uh, the Sam Sefi thing, Pod Fans. Also maybe cool. I just don't have any experience with it yet. Pod Fans Beta, which I've oh, used a beta. few times. It's uh, Some things are all right. I did submit a suggestion on that thing because... Like, almost everything you click on opens in a new tab. Oof. Yeah, that's frustrating. And I don't need that internally. So that's a rough one. Uh, um, every time I look up my own feed in this thing, it's, like, old. It's, like, not updated. Huh. And I know that I'm doing a couple of things just very stupid. Yeah, see, updated 12th of July. What the f... It says we have what? 274 episodes, which is about... Uh, Six, seven behind. Something like that, yeah. Six behind if you don't count this one we're doing right now. It also says updated in July, but it has episodes up to 11th October. <sighs> well, you know, new things. Yeah, so I don't, I'm just, you know, I'm playing around with things. But then if you click on my recommendations tab, it says there are no podcast recommendations from this podcast host. I assume because it's an old version of the feed. Yeah, without the pod roll. That's my assumption, right? So I don't know. I'm playing with all this. You know, if you guys know... What uh, what is surfaced 
what apps will surface this pod roll. Maybe I broke my feed by adding the pod roll too because live is acting weird sometimes. Mm. It's also not possible. It's a certainty that I don't know what I'm doing. I'm just uh, trying shit, seeing if it works. Often it doesn't. So I got to talk about it out loud to get feedback to make it work. That's right. And that's where we're at. We're bouncing things off of each other until they work. That's right. That's how you run with scissors. Uh, and then... Snippy, snippy. Yeah, when you get snippied, it's a, a sweet, sweet snip. Yeah, not that ouchy boo-boo snip. Exactly. It's the snips you don't regret. <laughs> uh, just so you know, mm-hmm. pod friend does not surface the pod roll. Since you mentioned them, I just wanted to see that cute little blue monster again. Love really. pod friend, man. I do. I love pod friend for sure. For real. No pod roll in there. Okay. Yeah, I don't Not know. yet, at least. I know that it's been brought up a few times on the recent podcasting 2.0, so I was like, hell, I'll put it in. Yeah. I'll put it in. I don't give a fuck. So it's in there now. But what about cross-app comments? <laughs> <laughs> I'll die first. No, <laughs> I'll, I won't die first, but I will definitely have my website out and polished as shit before I give a fuck about cross-app comments. Just saying. Just saying. Once I'm like laying back in my easy chair with nothing left on my to-do list, I'll be like, eh, fuck it, dude. Let's put cross-app comments in. <laughs> Grandpa Spencer. Until that day comes, you can forget about it. Forget about it. Yeah. Yep. Well, you know what we never forget about? What do we never forget about? The lovely bowlers out there who contribute so much value the bowl oh yes we love those bowlers in fact uh we start off by thanking them right up front right up front because uh that's got we value your value i've always said that uh value for value really doesn't work without the gratitude part and uh the acknowledgement you know we can't do this just on our own and that's been true the whole time Mm -hmm. and so we like to thank the people that make it happen and that includes uh, your value contributions right up front, whether they be PayPal or the Boostagrams. Uh, we always like to give a nod and a thanks, slap on the ass, have a good day, to those who contributed in the past week for these shows. And pulling up the PayPal, we did have a monthly stonation come in. Ooh. Five buckaroonies. And I, I'm going to have to top that thing off. Uh, I just realized. Kevin S., Kevin S. From the central coast of California. Thank you. Hit us with a five buckaroonies. Oh, yeah. Which he does each and every month, which is very helpful. Uh, which is why the line note has not been shut off to this point, Was the, is the people doing uh, the recurring stuff. So I very much appreciate that kind of thing. Uh, you can get in on that action by clicking the donate button at the bottom of any page on the current iteration of bullafterbull.com and... Probably that will be true in the future one, too. Don't know yet. That thing is a work in progress, my man. Another work in progress is this new live son of a bitch we call Podcasting 2.0. We've uh, been trying to help build this thing the whole time and playing with new features, uh, playing with semi-new features. Really, if you think about it on a grand scale, it's all it's all new. It's all new. This thing is just a baby. Mm-hmm. Three years old. So uh, we try to uh, get in where we fit in and... Uh, play around, mess around, and add new features and talk about them to you guys and uh, help test them and help support them. And uh, nothing is that, uh, nowhere is that more true, I should say, 
than the old Boostagram situation. You can contribute value in real time by boosting sets. Uh, it's pretty easy to get involved because step one is take off all your clothes and step two is go over to nudepodcastapps.com. Uh, while you sing this song to yourself. I'm gonna boost some sets. I've got 40,000 in my wallet. I'm, I'm, I'm boosting value contribution. This is fucking awesome. Uh, sponsored by the Can- uh, Canadian Mafia. <laughs> and hey, Citizen, we appreciate you. Uh, yes, it is fucking awesome. And you can boost little pieces of Satoshi in real time, stream sats, all that good stuff. Send a little message, including uh, links and, and uh, emojis and all that great stuff from your favorite nude podcast app. Ask more in the chat. Bowl after bowl. Right there. We're starting things off with our normal delineator, which is Harv Hat. He hit us with the 1420 sats on the fade out last Tuesday. All right. Thanks, Harv Hat. Like clockwork. He's always switching around apps, which is also something I'd highly recommend. Use more than one app because these things are, like I said, it's all new stuff. So sometimes you'll try to boost and it'll be like not working. And you're like, well, why doesn't it work? Let me try another app real quick. But if you only use one app and you're like, oh, I've only got one app, I only know one app, I only do one app, then you're stuck when they get stuck. So multiple apps is the way. And uh, that's what Harvat does. This time he was using Podcast Index, switching it up a bit. Uh, the next day, because that was our big Halloween episode, by the way, last week. Oh, well, yes, from one holiday to another, as today is election night. Oh, election night. I guess it's not really a holiday. But... You've got to get into an election fight on election night or else you're not a real uh american yeah red or blue rah 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 that's right uh next day sixteen thousand nine hundred sixty nine. Woo! that's a I like big that 6969 there 69 69 dudes with a richard on the front he's placing uh, a richard into a 6969 situation that sounds like a good time to me this one is from dotard ted Dotard Ted. Dotard Ted. He gave a pronunciation <laughs> guide. Yeah, and, uh, in this boost. <laughs> I'm still working on it. He says, have you ever seen an awesome dessert in a bakery window? Only to find nasty fake whipped cream and flavorless strawberry soaked in a red glaze? Uh, yeah, unfortunately. To my delight, tasting your podcast has been a delicious combination of freshly whipped cream. Ooh. Oh, I got some fresh. I like that. Right there. Uh, what else? Oh, juicy strawberries. Mm. Uh, uh, and the occasional sweet cherry. <laughs> Very nicely done. Uh, he says, even better, online friends I've known for years now have real depth and personality. Yeah. They are funny as hell. <laughs> oh. Uh, appreciate you. You're too sweet. He says, you are a blessing. Teddy, P.S. to be non-triggering. Dotard Ted rhymes with retard Ted. Retard it. <laughs> retard Ted, though. He oh. spells it Ted. It's it's Pascal cased, R-E-T-A-R, capital T-E-D. Retard Ted, right? Dotard Ted. Dotard Ted, retard Ted. Yeah? Sure, yeah. Dotard Ted. Am, am I retard Ted? Can I just call you Teddy? <laughs> uh, Teddy, we, we, thank, thank you for the booze, Teddy. Yeah, thank you, Dotard Ted. 
Appreciate that. Appreciate that, my brother. Uh, and glad to have you as part of the, the Bowler family. Yeah, welcome. Welcome a bowl. Uh, next up, 3333 from Trail Chicken. Oh, baka baka. Thank and you. She boosts from Fountain. So did uh, Dotar's head, by the way. Uh, that was from Fountain as well. Uh, Trail Chicken brings back the greatest callback of all time. She says, Ho now now boost. Oh, ho now now. With the dolphin and the lightning bolt. So nice. thank you. <laughs> I forgot all about Ho now now. Was that a dolphin? <laughs> or are you just happy to see me? <laughs> a thousand sets from Gene Bean, but he was boosting boost to Grand Ball. Ooh. Episode 11, he said, nice one, Wolf. Thank you. <laughs> uh, that's out of Castomatic. He's boosting. Don't see that logo very often, but I appreciate it. It was a nice one. More boosts from Castomatic. I think you got to be on iPhone for that, right? Mm, I don't know. I don't know how many. I think uh, so, because it's the only one I don't <laughs> have experience with yeah, that I'm aware of. I can't mess with it because it's iPhone and I don't have an iPhone. So that uh, nips that in the bud. But we appreciate iPhoneers that use it and boost. Yeah. You got some serious love for homegrown hits that I'm going to scroll right by. I do have some serious love for homegrown hits. Had another banger on Thursday. Yeah, every Thursday, 7 p.m. Central with Mary-Kate Ultra and Daisy B. Cooper. You got to check it out. It's on the bull stream for crying out loud. Mm-hmm. So what's the problem? Or in any of your favorite nude podcast apps. Gotta love it. Listen to it once. Listen to it twice. Every listen, it's just as nice. <laughs> Send a boost. Very nice. Uh, we did also get some love for the Bulls with Buds live that we did with Mary-Kate Ultra and Make Heroism. We thanked everybody during the show there. They are so lovely. And uh, I'm trying to get to the next Bull after Bull boost. Ba-bam, there we go, there we go, there we go. Got it. Mary-Kate Ultra, because who else? Aw, just in time for foot day. Uh, she comes in saying, what has she said? Oh, here we go. Last night, this is boosting from Fountain, by the way. Last night, my pumpkin brain boosted 6969 to BTS instead of 6666. <laughs> <gasps> no. <laughs> bull after bull gives me a 6969 boost trigger finger. 69, yes. 69, dudes. Well, you know, we do some psychological... Uh, Massaging, I guess, in that direction. A little bit of 69 action. So here, she says, is a 6666 for you beautiful people. Swapsies. Swapsies, switcheroo. It's the foot day jingle. Jingling. <laughs> Thanks, MK. Very nice. Uh, much love, Mary-Kate Ultra. Uh, Harvat, 3333 out of Curiocaster. All right. Little dings for him. He Thanks, said, uh, he said, whoa, almost forgot to boost this. Oh, well, glad you remembered. And uh, thank you for your boost, sir. Salutes to you. You must boost it. 10,000 sots. Oh, yeah. Next up from Rev Cyber Trucker out of Fountain. Oh, Look at thanks, that. Rev. The Revy Rev. Four hours ago, he says, gonna miss MM tonight. Aww. The metal moment. Truck is in the shop. Laptop is in the truck. Yeah, that's a bit of a conundrum there. Unfortunate. That's all right, though, brother. Yeah. Have a week off. Seriously. You don't have to. He's like shoveling all of the uh, value split he got right back in there. Rev. You can't Rev. stop him. You can't stop him, man. He's a value-given maniac. It's true. He just pumps the bowl. You cannot uh, accuse the Rev of being a mooch. That's not not how it works, man. It's not how the Rev works. 
Uh, it's not how Tunta works either. He's coming in with 3333. All right. Boosting that episode 280. Bowls with buds. Uh, those splits, half of them are going to the MKs there. And he says, spasmoids unite. Chaotic energy gets it done eventually. <laughs> with that little help from your true neutral friends. Truly. <laughs> Truly. Got to be grounded. Uh, 12,121 sats from Lavish. Woo! Thanks, Lavish. 121.21 out of Fountain. He said, uh, GBKY which I have to assume is a play on the famous greatest guys you know. This would be the greatest buds you know. Oh, or greatest bowlers you know. Greatest bowlers you know. We won't know unless the lavish tells us so. I have to assume it's the uh, greatest buds you know. Boosting the bowls with buds there with Mary-Kate Ultra. Well, thanks, lavish. We have some great buds. Yes. Much love, sir. Appreciate you. Uh, 6969 next up from a citizen. 6969, dudes! No, no, just a boost out of Podverse. Thank you, sir. Also, check it out. Brace yourselves. 11,111 from Vox! Whoa! She Vox boosting in! Woo! She Good job! Boosted in from Podverse. Uh, I assume using the Albie wallet sats that she's been accumulating over time. Cool. So she says, thanks for boosting me into boosting. <laughs> Please accept this satchel of Richards as a token of my appreciation. Well, thank you. Yeah, we appreciate you, Vox. Appreciate you, my darling. My darling. My darling. And <laughs> next up, uh, a satchel of four Richards this time. From Sir TJ the Raffle. Aw, thanks, Sir TJ the Raffle. A little 1111 magic there. He is boosting from the split kit this time, boosting that live tag. And we hear he is playing around, running with scissors, uh, working on a live stream action. Yeah. To take the Dorfelverse live. Oh, that's exciting. Live from the Dorfelverse. It's lit. Oh, man, I can't wait. He says, boosting to magically fix split kit. Let it be done. Let it be done. Uh, thank you. I had some 404 errors earlier on Splitkit. Ruh row. Should I share my post office story? Uh, yeah, TJ that should be a part of the recap. I forgot jiggled about Jiggled my but... handle with that boost. I had to drop some boxes off at the post office today, and usually you walk in, put the boxes up, and walk out pretty easily. But there is this guy in front of me, <clears throat> and I don't want to assume things about him. But he had a lot of pockmarks on his face and tattoos and was very fidgety. So I think he might have been under the influence of a certain upper. But anyway, he was asking about a package, trying to have the girl working there get this package for him because it said customer put it on hold or something. And so she went and looked and she said, it's not here. And he starts wigging the fuck out. He starts saying, the mailman stole my package. I've got that son of a bitch on surveillance and blah, blah, blah. But a lot more animated than me. And I am the only person in there. So she's like, let me check one more area where the drivers pick up the packages. But more than likely, the driver was done with his shift and he pushed that button and someone is out with your package today. And the guy is just screaming at her as she goes back to look again saying, it's insured, yada, yada. And 
I thought about just putting my boxes down and leaving, but I was legitimately concerned for her welfare and thought, shit, if I leave, what if something happens to this girl? And she's one of our favorite post office ladies. She's the lollipop girl, as my kids call her, the human resources. So I was like, fuck, well, if this gets bad, I guess I'll go down with her and then maybe she'll have a witness. <laughs> If I make it out. Well, and people were walking in and just noping out right away. Yeah, it was a lot of older people. They were opening the door and then hearing the way that this and just seeing the guy, too, honestly, uh, and hearing him screaming and saying all these profanities. They just turned around and walked out and left. And um, I thought one guy was calling the cops, but I was like, come on, this guy just needs an answer and then he'll get the fuck out of here. So then the guy makes a phone call and he's like. I'm about to fucking kill someone. I am like, he's making these threats on the call. He's like, I need you to come over here right now and help me sort this out. And it's his, his lady friend who comes in with his two kids. And I thought she was going to be like, oh, baby, it's okay. Like, we'll get this figured out. No, she starts escalating the situation with him. And their two daughters were probably like around eight years old. They are hugging each other so tightly and looking so frightened as if this is a common situation. Like, dad's about to lose his shit again. Something really fucking bad's gonna happen. So now I'm, like, really fucking nervous. <laughs> the mm. only thing I have on me is my boxes and my phone and my heart-shaped glasses. Um, but the guy, like, turned to me at one point, and he's all fucking red with anger, and he looks me in the eyes, and he's like, I'm sorry. And I said, it's not me you need to say sorry to. Because he's like threatening this girl. He's like, I want your name. I want your info. I want the driver's name. I want the driver's info. And so she comes back and she goes, you know, she takes down the tracking number. She's looking that up. She says, I'm very certain that it's out for delivery right now. If it's something you need to sign for, then you should probably be home to receive it. And he reaches over and tries to grab the paper that she has that has all the driver's information on it, I guess. And she has to like step back out of her chair, basically fall out of her chair and say, like, you can't have this. This is an internal document. And the wife is like, it's got our information on it. We deserve to have it. She goes, no, it has social security numbers for people who work here. And he goes, I want that fucking driver's name, blah, blah, blah. And she's like, well, hey, my supervisor isn't here, but I can have him give you a call. And that's when I chirped in and I'm just like, you know, I've had that happen before where it said Actually, a package was delivered, but it wasn't until the next day. And he's like, I have the guy on film just sitting in the mail in the van trying to deliver it, but then just leaving. And I said, well, then good. You have it on film. Your package is insured. You are totally covered for whatever it was. I mean, you paid for the insurance. Mm-hmm. You're going to be fine. Like, okay, I'm sorry that your drugs in the mail got lost, buddy. But... You'll get the money back, and then you can just order them again. Nothing is fucked here, man. <laughs> Nothing is fucked. I know, and I and the girl will just <laughs> nothing is fucked. Pale the white. plane has crashed into the goddamn mountain. So the guy finally is like growling, and he says, "You'll be hearing from me again if I don't get that package today." And just fucking storms out, like leaving his wife and kids behind, kind of like, oh, do we stay and fight without him? Or, and then they just chicken out and leave. Time to go. So I walk up to the front, I put my packages down, and the girl said, Thank you so much for staying. And it, I almost cried. Like it, that really bothered me. And I was like, Of course. 
What are you going to do? Just leave a little lady alone in a situation like that? I also am a little lady, but mm-hmm. I had my this is how I roll t-shirt on. But two little ladies are better than one, too. Yeah, exactly. So, oh, it made me so sad for her. And I can only imagine this is a fucking daily occurrence at the post office because you're dealing with the entire public population. Right. Ugh. Yeah, everybody's got to get mail. But And I don't want to be a hater or anything, but these guys were wearing full dispensary merch. Mm. I was like, this is legalization. <laughs> your fucking Emerald Market. You think it's okay to get your weed in the mail? <laughs> Then you're freaking out, and I also must have thought, been freaked. Yeah, you know, I mean, if he's if he's losing his mind that, over the package coming, that paranoia is only going to be a red flag on his fucking account, man. I would never show my worry to the post office personally. Oh no, 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 hey, no, hey, where's no, it at? No, where's it at? You got my package? You got my? I need the package. I need to have it. I'm running yeah. low. Fuck, man. It was really scary. I came out to the car shaking. <laughs> I was, I thought it was taking you long, but I just didn't, you know, I didn't get a call or nothing, so. Yeah, I was holding off. You know, I, I didn't want to worry you, and, the, you know, my human resources were in the car with you, so I didn't want you leaving them behind and us both uh, getting involved in some shit. Yeah, certainly. There's <laughs> nothing I could have done to help anyone, probably. It was so fucking intense, though. It could have only made it worse. And as she's ringing me up, she goes, I hope that his package is in his box right now. I said... I hope that he gets a message that said he wasn't there to sign for it, you stupid fuck. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Yeah, it was more than likely something harder than weed, but... uh, Who knows, man? Who knows, yeah. Either way, weed's federally illegal, so it's fucking dangerous business doing the mail shit, especially if it's a big amount. Yeah. Uh, You just can't... Yeah, you gotta calm down. Yeah. That's rule number one. You gotta calm down. The only place you're allowed to lose your shit is online where it doesn't matter. <laughs> <laughs> ding, ding, ding. Just, if you want to talk shit, just use your thumbs on some kind of smartphone. Then uh, no one will hate you for that. Yeah. And you'll be fine. Take it from me. Uh, <laughs> but it's also like, you realize that all of these government agencies and the post office included are so disjointed the way that they operate. There are vans that deliver the packages then there's a mailman with the envelopes then there's the people in the back scanning things then there's the people up front yeah they all have different tasks that they're not necessarily involved with one another that's right so he was just asking uh it just pissed me off anyway you gotta <laughs> i'm letting it go <laughs> you gotta uh quadrant all that off you know yeah nobody really knows what's going on it's perfect yeah. perfect plausible deniability well god bless those poor Postal workers, man. Seriously. Who still do it, despite all the fucking grief they take. Yeah. We love getting mail. Uh, yeah, it's wonderful. Uh, never, uh, not the junk mail, but you know. Never bad news in the mail. Uh, <laughs> fucking bills. Uh, for real, though, no jokes, never bad news in the helipad. True. The boost next that I have to read is from Harv Hat. He hit us with his traditional 4269. Yeah, thanks Harv Hat. That came out of CurioCaster 49 minutes ago. Ooh, uh, kicking us off. And we are now uh, rocking that live tag. It's working. So, I didn't know what I'm doing. It's alright. 33,333. Look at that. Woo! Whoa. That's out of Fountain from Piranesi. Thanks Piranesi. Wow. What an absolute lad. No note, just the boost. We appreciate the absolute hell out of you, sir. Love those digits. Uh, 2,908 sats next up from Memes Elite. Ooh. Thank you, Memes. Memes Elite says, 
from Podverse, he says, Split happens. Leet boost to the wolf. I make pins fall. What's your superpower? In the bowl. <laughs> I love it. Thank you, sir. Well memed. Uh, next up, one, two, three, four, five little count up sats from Bully Steed. Thank you, Bully Steed. Little boosty steed action from Fountain. Much appreciated. Uh, she says, continuing shit stain education boost. <laughs> nice. Oh, yes. You gotta keep them educated. People love the uh, shit stain. What's been happening? What's been happening lately with nodes in uh, the nodey world? 10101 sats. That's from Phoenix. Woo. Thanks, Phoenix. She's also coming in hot from Fountain. And she says, I learned some binary today, so I wanted to share the wealth. Dropping pins and committing sin in the bowl. Hey, oh, in the bowl. 10101. Bingo, bango, bongo. The old yes, no language. There are uh, 10 kinds of people in this world people who understand binary and people who do not. Next up, 3453 sats from Cotton Gin. Oh, thanks, Cotton Gin. Uh, he's boosting from the split kit, and it just says value for value. I don't know if. Uh, That's the segment. Uh, ah, the, the chapter segment, that we're the chapter. on. Okay, that makes sense. So, Thank you, sir. A little live boost yeah. testage. Yep. Testage uh, receivaged. Appreciate that. The chat is not servicing these, but uh, what am I supposed to do? They're on helipad. That's what matters. What am I supposed to do? Sit around and wait for you when I can't do that. Sit around and wait for boost bot. Yeah. It's okay. Uh, there's a pull request imminent, surely. Mm, he's in and out. 33,369 sats from Boobery. Woo! From Boost CLI. Oh, the most sovereign of boost formatting. Check out the balls on that boost. Uh. Looking for employment, says Booberry. Uh. As a full-time split kit engineer. Yeah. Can also tickle you internally. Ooh. Would you? Hit me up. There you go. You heard it here. Mm-hmm. All, uh, calling out all bulletins here for a Booberry at large. Potential split kit and internal tickler. He has been a value for value consultant for a very long time and is incredibly experienced with a great range to his work and depth of knowledge. I can vouch for him. Yes. If you'd like a letter of recommendation or just to talk to me, you can. I'll vouch for the Mothman. That's right. Any day. Put me down as a reference, Blueberry. Everywhere you apply. Uh, next up. 33 sats from Cotton Gin, who just says poke. No. Double poke. And then 3453 three sats from Cotton Gin, because he's just getting after it, I suppose. Wow, well, thanks, Cotton Gin. Uh, that one came from Curiocaster. Boostbot's just ignoring him completely, He's huh? given up on the split kit. Yeah, I don't know. It's all these Stephen Bell products that uh, Boost After Boost is ignoring all of the hmm. sudden. Boost There's, After oh. Boost. There's a Boost CLI one. Oh, yeah, yeah. A big salute from Booberry. Same. Yeah, thanks, Booberry. Salute to you, sir. Saying 6969. 6969! 69, 69, dudes! Of course, Boost CLI boosts come through with Boost After Boost. Like there right away, is. like this. Boom. Same He's developer. Even, yeah. C dubs. C double E dub dubs, as I like to call him. Well, boosting isn't the only way to contribute value to bowl after bowl. You can also pass the bowl to someone you believe might enjoy it. Maybe someone who needs it. And you can make artwork, you can make <laughs> jingles, you can hop in the chat 
pound bowl after bowl on the old zero node IRC. And most famously, you can leave us a voicemail. Because every week, we have a first time I ever topic. And this week, we want to hear about the first time you ever rode a horse. All you have to do is pick up your phone and... Call 816-607-3663 and the play of horse That's right. We'll play it without screening it. So anything goes here in the bowl voicemail. And you can also send text messages or picture messages, and we will enjoy them. Most indeed. Yes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, I saw Piranesi is really enjoying the Laszlo drops oh, you've been putting out. That's wonderful. Uh, Me too. <laughs> I do it just for you. My good time boy. <laughs> Hell yeah. Um, well, f- what good time boys like to do right after thanking the producers is they like to uh, go crazy on that. Oh, yeah, it makes me want to build a node, that's for sure. Uh, wow. This and that has been happening. In the old Bitcoin world, everybody's talking about Sam Bakeman Freed and sharing fake courtroom sketches of him. It's very, very cute. Uh, dude got guiltied on all of them. So. Big oof. Neat. I don't know. Neat. <laughs> neat. We thought it might not happen, but it did. But uh, yeah, I think he just kind of got used as the uh, legal shield for his parents to launder a whole shitload of money. But hey, fuck do I know about him? Just a guy. Uh. Some interesting stories going around. I thought this one was one of the funnier ones that kind of rolled out uh, last week. Bitcoin Magazine made some End the Fed Now (laughs) merch. It's like some parody merch, right? Yeah. And uh, the U.S. Federal Reserve is threatening to sue Bitcoin Magazine. Oh, I'll bring it. Alleging that parodies its FedNow system and is not protected speech but copyright infringement. What? And as you know, the Federal Reserve is not some kind of publicly owned piece of the government. It is a private corporation. And little fucking petty bullshit like this just further drives home that point. Uh, Usually they like to stay in the shadows and shut the fuck up and stop reminding people about that one fact that they are not a government entity and a public body, but rather are a slimy little private corporation, little fuckwits. But no, no, no. In a letter sent to the publication by the Federal Reserve Bank of Chicago, the Central Bank of the United States is claiming that Bitcoin Magazine merchandise that parodies as services are not protected speech, but rather an unauthorized infringement of its image and trademarks. Such a threat. Mm-mm. Dear Mr. Bailey, I am counsel for the Federal Reserve Financial Services, a collaboration of the 12 Federal Reserve banks that delivers financial services and related products under the authority of the Federal Reserve Act. Founded by Congress in 1913, the Federal Reserve Banks and the Board of Governors of the Federal Reserve System comprise the Central Bank of the United States. 
Federal Reserve. <laughs> the Federal Reserve provides financial services to depository institutions, including the FedNow Service. The Federal Reserve is the owner to all right, title, and interest to the federally registered FedNow Service mark. The Federal Reserve has extensively used and promoted the FedNow mark and has built up substantial goodwill in this invaluable asset. Financial institutions and consumers associate the FedNow mark with the Federal Reserve and its services. The Federal Reserve recently learned that Bitcoin Magazine is selling T-shirts, hats, and other wearables bearing the FedNow name as shown in the screenshot below. <laughs> wearables. <laughs> Bitcoin Magazine's use of the FedNow mark in this manner is likely to cause confusion, mistakes, or deception. Oh, yeah. End the FedNow versus... Consumers are likely to believe that the gear is associated with, affiliated with, or endorsed by the Federal Reserve with no such associated <laughs> Moreover, Bitcoin Magazine is clearly attempting to profit from the FedNow mark that it neither owns nor has any license to use. Hm. The resolve this matter, he says this, sick, by the way, the resolve this matter, uh -huh. the, the resolve this matter, we request that Bitcoin Magazine one permanently and immediately cease and desist from using the FedNow mark and any other marks, names, or designations that are similar to the FedNow mark, including but not limited to any uh, use on apparel or, uh, uh, or any items at Bitcoin Magazine or any of its affiliates placed for sale either privately or publicly. And two, refrain from further use of the FedNow mark and any other marks, names, or designations that are similar to the FedNow mark. <laughs> <laughs> So, you know, they said, <laughs> in response to the allegations, Bitcoin Magazine has penned an open letter to the Federal Reserve Financial Services Deputy General Counsel, Thaddeus Murphy, what a name, uh, which can be found here in the show notes. I will uh, link it. It's a Bitcoin Magazine link. Cool. Uh, regarding clarification on the parodic intent of Bitcoin Magazine's merchandise, <laughs> dear Mr. Murphy, he didn't respond to the dude, Arunie. Uh, this David Bailey, or excuse me, uh, not David Bailey, but this, uh, this, Thaddeus Murphy? this lawyer cat. Now I'm trying to find the, uh, the lawyer cat that sent the original because I don't see a signature, which is kind of, uh, uh that's a little sus. He just says, I am counsel for federal reserve services. So obviously there was, Hello, not, I am counsel, not a guy. So they had to track down, uh, they looked through, uh, the Fed's books, they were like, oh, Thaddeus Murphy, that's the guy we want to address. Dear Mr. Murphy, I serve as counsel for Bitcoin Magazine, Flex. I write to acknowledge receipt of your letter dated October 27, 2023, and appreciate the opportunity to address your concerns on behalf of Bitcoin Magazine, BTC Inc., and BTC Media, LLC. Bitcoin Magazine created the FedNow line of merchandise for the purpose of parody and political criticism directed at the Federal Reserve, including in connection with the launch of the FedNow platform, the design in question bearing the FedNow name. With a surveillance eye in the O and the tagline, the digital pantopticon is here, is undeniably parodic in nature. Parodic means a parody, not to be confused with erotic. Uh, this is an exercise of transformative use, a concept well established within U.S. trademark law and not an infringement. Uh, he cites a bunch of case law, blah, blah, blah. Given Bitcoin Magazine's longstanding mission to advocate for financial freedom and privacy, it is hardly surprising that Bitcoin Magazine would critique a system like FedNow 
which embodies the antithesis of these values by potentially enabling 24-7 digital surveillance of transactions. Moreover, Bitcoin Magazine's consistent and vocal critique of centralized financial entities, including the Federal Reserve, makes any claim of consumer confusion concerning an endorsement or affiliation between its merchandise and the Federal Reserve rather far-fetched. We also note that employing such legal arguments, however questionable, to attempt to silence political critique of the Federal Reserve raises concerns about the foundational principle of free speech protected under the First Amendment of the United States Constitution. Have you heard of it? In conclusion, we firmly stand by our right to engage in periodic critique and contribute to the broader discourse on financial systems and privacy. Should you wish to further discuss the principles of parody, transformative use, and the broader implications for free speech, we remain open to a constructive dialogue. Sincerely, Zachary Shapiro Esquire. Yeah. So that's a fun little sword fight. Yeah, and a great marketing scheme. Right, yeah. Everybody's like, oh, fuck, now I need to end the Fed now, Fed now, uh, beanie, man. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> got, uh, fed now, in the Fed, Fed now, uh, kill the Fed now, beanies. They got dad hats, man. They got <laughs> trucker caps, man. Yeah, yeah. Slides for men and women. I don't know, I, uh... Thought that was hilarious because they're just going to triple the sales overnight. Absolutely. By but being a bunch of fucking whiny bitches about it. Parody law is so strong that it's also yeah. such bullshit because the font isn't the same or anything. Not to mention the whole end the being at the front of it on everything. Right. And yeah, it's like they have that. It honestly looks kind of like the CBS symbol. The I that they use in the O. And by I, I mean eyeball on the O. like The big brother I. Whereas the actual Fed now has got a 24-7 in the middle of the O with an arrow. Yeah, and this just reminds me of that Nathan For You episode where he opened up dumb Starbucks. Dumb Starbucks. <laughs> and just like, it was all Starbucks logo shit, but it was dumb Starbucks. Yeah. And uh, yeah, parody law. It's pretty fucking airtight. Yeah. Yeah. You can poke the biggest bears on earth with that shit. So uh, cry harder, Fed. Cry oh. harder. I'm excited to see where this goes. It's going to go just straight into Bitcoin Magazine's merch account. Yep. <laughs> That's where it's going to go. Cha-ching! But I thought it was a funny thing. It also reminded me, I mean, it's it's just Streisand effect type shit. Exactly. Uh, it has no legal teeth. All it does is stir up interest, get more clicks, get more yeah. people to even know that this merch exists, get people to root for it. Maybe they've now got you've a man on the an, inside. Now you've created an underdog. Uh, uh, well, yeah, that's an interesting theory. Interesting theory, maybe. Well, it's totally free advertising. It's possible. Uh, I didn't even know about this merch series. It also reminds me, I think I was like 10 or 11, and the Louisville Slugger Bat Museum came under tremendous fire for a billboard ad campaign that they launched. Oh. And the billboard had a big picture of a, uh, a antique Louisville Slugger Bat, and it said... The Louisville Slugger Bat Museum. We've got more old bats than a needlepoint convention. <laughs> and all of the members of the needlepoint clubs around the country were just like up in arms, outrage over Call those old bats? How dare you? And they fucking made them take it down. Aww. Just further reinforcing the idea that they are a bunch of old bats. Can't even take a little joke. Huh? huh? Seriously. Needlepoint. So there you go. It's just like, it's never the move, you know. If somebody's like clowning on you, 
You like, gotta just clown back. You gotta you, you gotta come either with like a comeback or just let it slide off. You know, those are like yeah. the only two moves where you can at least break even. Unless you want to look like a big old pussy. This whole take it way too seriously thing and counterattack is like, it just kind of shows your face, you know? Mm-hmm. Just kind of shows your face. The face of a weak little bitch. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that Fed Now logo winking at you. <laughs> you know what we're up to, wink, wink? I know what you're up to, wink, wink. Yeah, doesn't take uh, that much thinking to figure it out. Here's some encouraging but not necessarily surprising news. 85% of Whirlpool users are using self-hosted solutions. Oh, self-hosted solutions, you Self, say? Self-hosted solutions. I highly recommend them. Uh, yeah, it turns out that if you're concerned enough about your Bitcoin to use Whirlpool, you're probably also concerned enough to actually self-host your shit and yeah. do it uh, the right way. I'm shocked. Not. Yep, yep, yep. <clears throat> <laughs> now we at least we have a concrete number. 85 per fucking cent. Yeah, so the way that they figured that out was uh, at the end of September, Samurai Wallet initiated a pre-planned server maintenance phase. The scheduled downtime was supposed to be two hours. Uh, but due to unforeseen circumstances, as you know, these things happen. You ever fix a fucking node before? Uh-huh. Uh, Samurai later extended the downtime of their wallet server, including their self-hosted public node, to just under 10 hours instead of two. The maintenance period acted as an unexpected quasi-experiment with self-hosted dojo runners uh, running Whirlpool without interruption. So Samurai takes their shit down for maintenance, and it ends up being 10 hours. But everybody else running a dojo with the Whirlpool services can continue to mix the coins and continue to whirl the pool, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, even though the central, quote-unquote, central big guys are down, uh, really, it's just a really big Uncle Jim for everybody who wants to whirlpool and doesn't have a dojo and doesn't want to set one up themselves. Uh, and what did they find? They found whirlpool users continuing remixes without interruption constituted 85 to 90% of the total user base actively mixing before the downtime. Hmm. So about yeah. 85 to 90% of people were still mixing while the main... Dojo node went down for maintenance. Nice. This data provides a transparent and verifiable metric measuring the volume of Whirlpool users reliant on Samurai's wallet's public node, a figure now confirmed to be a minority of only 10 to 15% of the Whirlpool community. Due to the public nature of the Bitcoin blockchain, anybody can verify the credibility of this data independently. Pretty neat. Yeah, that's cool. Uh, wow. A study you can trust yeah. and verify. A study you don't have to trust because you can verify. Yeah, sorry. I always fuck that up. No, it's okay. Don't trust. Verify. Uh, ba-boom. So that's cute. That's kind of neat. Yeah. It doesn't really surprise me. If you're, if you're already going to all that trouble to whirl your shit around in that pool, then, uh, yeah, you're probably going to do it on your own dojo. Why wouldn't you? Uh, as we say in the business, it makes nothing but sense. Mm. My last one, because it's related to kind of a thorn in my side, at the moment. Uh-oh. Uh, pokey pokey. It's, it's tangentially related. But uh, somebody posted this hilarious trading view uh, dog shit publication story posted today. Headline, Bitcoin Network experiences historic hour-long block production delay. And uh, this wonderful story is just, in a nutshell, this is 
tell me you don't know what a 10 a- ten minute average block time means without telling me you don't know what a 10 minute average <laughs> block time means. Uh-huh. Key points. Bitcoin Network faced a one hour block production delay on Tuesday. The one hour lapse in a new block on the Bitcoin Network is not unprecedented. Oh, okay. So that kind of takes a little bit of wind yeah, in sales. Huge amount. Bitcoin work. recorded two instances when the network failed to produce a block for nearly two hours in 2021. So uh, this whole language is just misunderstanding the whole shit. Yeah. Uh, data has shown that the Bitcoin network has again experienced a historic temporary lapse in block production with a notable pause that lasted over an hour. According to Bitcoin's dedicated blockchain explorer, a delay occurred at November 7th as the network failed to produce a block between 1647 and 1756 UTC plus eight. So plus eight, man, that's somewhere over in uh, Eurasia, huh? Mm, yeah, I think so. Mm, UTC plus eight. I think eight, plus me... two is like the Netherlands. Plus eight would be further in like uh, Eastern Europe, Western Asia. I don't know. It says here. It is. Maybe China, because prominent Chinese reporter Colin Wu spotlighted this development in a recent statement on the X platform, formerly Twitter, (laughs) citing information from the Bitcoin Explorer website. Oh, wow. Wu blockchain tweets. Bitcoin network did not produce a block for a new hour on November 7th. (gasps) (gasps) Meanwhile, the recent over one hour lapse with no new recorded block on the Bitcoin network is not unprecedented. They go by and talk about uh, biggity ba, biggity ba. How it happened in 2023 a couple of times, 2021. There was a couple of times for nearly two hours. They keep saying where the network failed to produce a block, right? Yeah. Uh, hello, people. The blockchain works like this. It's an average of every 10 minutes. That is the target for a block to be produced. But when it is produced is random. Okay, so random means it can be any fucking number. All right. Random means it can be any number. Now, how do you keep it on average 10 minutes? Well, every X amount of blocks, you adjust how hard it is to find the next block. The blocks are found by guessing numbers. It really is that simple. Uh, A lot of news stories will say it's a complicated math problem that miners are racing to solve. Um, No, it is not. It is not a complicated math problem that miners are racing to solve. No, it does involve math because you have to make a hash. Uh, but the, the deal with the math involved is that the only way to solve a block is to guess the answer and then check the answer and see if that's the right answer or not. You can only find answers by guessing. So you guess a number, check it, roll another number. Guess it, check it, roll another number. You're basically trying to roll uh, this hash in your end result that produces a number with a shitload of uh, leading zeros, okay? And it needs to be a small enough number below the target number. And so this is difficult to do on purpose. This is what's called the proof-of-work algorithm, how we create blocks on the Bitcoin blockchain. So every node, every miner all around the world is just randomly spinning as fast as they can the next number. Until somebody solves it, somebody finds a hash that works and that is below that target, and then they say, hey, I found the block, and they publish the next block, and then everybody hears that announcement and immediately starts guessing the new number on the new block. And this can take a lot of time, or it can take quite a a little bit of time. And as soon as I read this eye roller of an article, I pulled up 
mempool.space, which is, by the way, just one mempool. It is not, quote unquote, the mempool. Uh, it is a node who has made their mempool public. But uh, the mempool can vary from minor to minor. Most of them use similar pre-agreed upon rules. And uh, I'm thinking, okay, almost an hour for a block time, uh, block solve. What's the next difficulty adjustment? And guess what? It's still up. And the average block time over the last uh, week and a half is about 9.7 minutes. Oh, wow. Still under, under. the 10-minute average target, despite this big long gap between one block and another block. Holy moly. So I'm these, shocked. This is the law of averages. This means that, you know, sometimes they take a long time, and then sometimes you get bang, 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 three or four in 10 minutes. And right now, if you average them all over the last uh, difficulty adjustment period, we're getting about a new block every about 9.7 minutes, which means that the difficulty must increase if, if the difficulty adjustment happened right this moment. It would increase by almost 3% the amount of hash power it would take on average to solve a block. And that's how it adjusts. It self-adjusts over time. Yep. So uh, somebody chuffed in the Casey uh, Bitcoiners group about this article. And I could not resist taking the bait and digging in on it. Uh, but oh, if you haven't looked at the, at the fee uh, situation lately, it is a real fuck fest out there. Uh. Currently, it's going to cost you about 98 sats per virtual byte to Oof. get into the next block right now. Fuck. And it's been up and down, round and round. But Jesus, some people are paying over 5,000 sats per virtual byte just to get in. I don't know if some of those are because of force closes or something else kind of crazy, but yeah, had a couple force closed channels. Oh, shit. Including to yours, by the way, again. Uh, I don't know what's uh, up with that. It might have been a route, uh, a common route with this thing, but I don't know. They're right next to each other. I'm telling you, man. I'm telling you. Hey, I want to tell you that UTC plus eight is the time zone used in all predominantly Chinese speaking regions. Fun fact also known as Central Indonesian Time and Australian Western Standard Time. Gotcha. Now you know. I had a suspicion it was China. Yeah, you were right. After reading about uh, Woo Blockchain. Woo. So yeah, there's your typical journalists just writing about shit and not knowing <sighs> a goddamn thing about how anything works. Yeah. This is just... Uh, Could be AI. Just day one shit, my man. No, the network did not fail to produce a block for an hour. It's working exactly as it was designed. Yeah, anyway. but, you know, they got to pump the FUD. That's right. They got to freak out. They gotta be like, it's not unprecedented, but it, oh, holy shit, oh, my God. It's supposed to be every 10 minutes. Bitcoin's dead. How does random work? What does an average mean? No. Still under average, baby. Still under average. It's going to just keep cranking up. More difficulty. Also, uh, it's just a lot of normals piling on because number go back up, you know? Mm-hmm. I get yeah. a taste of some of that. Uh, we had a stupid high fee environment for, like, months on the last pump. So I don't know why this would be any different, especially with all the noise about these uh, ETFs coming back into play and BlackRock's going to roll out an ETF and, like, a bunch of people are going to start rolling their little fucking 60-40 port, porty over into some Bitcoin, uh, paper Bitcoin funds. 
which will be cute for the number, but uh, it's going to be annoying. It's going to be annoying for the base layer network. I can tell you that right now. Yeah. But Spencer, Bitcoin don't care. TikTok next block. The fees are fine. It's great. This is great. I like this. Whatever. I need to open fucking channels, okay? Yeah. It's a pain in my ass personally. That's why I'm chapped about it. That's all. Uh, if you want to tell me why I'm full of shit, you can shine, uh, show up to the Casey Bitcoiners uh, meetup this Friday morning, Bitcoiners and Coffee, mm. which is not, by the way, at the River Quay Oh, this time. Uh, there is a new coffee shop opening in the crossroads that one of our dudes uh, knows about and is the privy about and is trying to muscle some sats accepted for coffee type situation, Ooh, like a pay with sats thing. Yeah, I like that. Which I'm not opposed to, so... Uh, I'd rather give you my cock bucks, but... Take Care is the name of the coffee shop, and huh. they're doing, I guess, a grand opening on Friday, so oh, we're cool. going to try and uh, fuck their plans up or something. I don't know. Uh, take Care at 419 East 18th Street. That's the only... 18th Street? Yeah. Oh, hell yeah. yeah. It's like five blocks from where my dad works. That's dope. Uh, rumor has it the owner may be open to accepting Bitcoin. So I'll have a link to where you can RSVP in the show notes too, but you might see that there's no more slots available, perhaps. Like, uh, there was three spots left and I just clicked a 10, so now there's only two. Just show up. Fuck all that. Yeah, just show up. Just come on. It's fine. There's not any such thing as being out of room. Yeah. If if it's full, just come. I'll vouch for you. And people come and go. Exactly. Also, yeah. It's, some it's, people only stay totally for five fine. minutes. Some people are there the whole time. It's just kind of a baseline, you know, thing. Yeah. How they set the meetups up. So you now, know. I gotta say something about our local Bitcoin group. They don't have any signs or anything going on. It's shine, kinda, it can be kind of hard to where recognize the fuck's them. A sign? Yeah, especially uh, in a big, busy grand opening. This is my favorite part of Bitcoin meetups. Actually, is like being relatively early slash on time, mostly just like right on time. So you're like one of two people there. And then you kind of strategically move to somewhere where you can catch the people who are walking in and looking around. It's a fun game to play. Like, try to figure out if the guy walking in is looking for us, Bitcoiners. <laughs> I, th- I feel like you guys have a lot of misconnections, honestly. I think that's probably true because a Especially lot of people... chicken and pickle. The other thing is we have a Telegram group where we all talk. <laughs> By we all, it's a core group. The core, the hardcore uh, nerdy boys. Hardcore. Only not obviously the most hardcore because we're still on Telegram. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Losers. I promise it's like a lot of the hardcore guys though. Um, <laughs> <laughs> look, we're, we're our, our core is like semi hard at the very softest. So hard. Um, but the problem is that the meetup group itself has like hundreds and hundreds of people, and that Tgram is like mm. not even a hundred. And so yeah. most of the people walking in for a meetup or trying to find us are just taking the chance on the meetup side of things and they don't you know they don't have anybody's number or any like yeah. way to go yo where's everybody at so i we we find them we bring them over it's always you can spot them you can spot them we don't miss nobody you always wear your boost hat but many of these bitcoiners don't know much about the lightning network it seems yeah well you know that's what we're there to do we're, uh-huh. we're there to uh, plant the evil seeds in their mind and grow some uh funky boost trees that's right. Tell them to take their clothes off and find a new podcast app. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, basically try to ensure they never come to another meetup again. <laughs> That's what we do to yeah. new guys. Uh, I haven't been there for a couple of the past ones, and I heard there was a bunch of new guys there, so it's possible our group could be growing in my absence, which is cool with me. 
Mm. I'll chase them off later. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And one other meetup coming up, right? Uh, the movie. Yes, that's right. Steve is having a movie night a week from Saturday, which is oh, sure two weeks from now is sure to be a good time. Uh, that can also be found on the meetup site. So I guess we'll have a link for that too. Uh, that is. Oh, shit. No, you're right. It's this Saturday. Yeah, that's what I thought. November 11th? My bad, dog. Yes, 11-11 at 11.45. Aw. So bring some sats to chip in for pizza, I think he said. Cool. I'm sorry, C-dubs. I know it should be steak, but I'm not in charge of anything or anyone. I'm just a guy. Blame legendary gamer Steve Sanders. I'm just a guy they hope doesn't show up. <laughs> Aw. <laughs> I know us and our kids are going to devour a whole pizza by ourselves. Yeah, I think so. <laughs> snarf. Snarf, snarf, man. Well, I'm excited. So anyway, I don't know. This and that's been happening, but uh, it's my personal update. I don't have any node updates. I'm still working on balancing this uh, 5 million ring of fire. Ooh. I got I to gotta get a hold of one person left to get into place. Mm. But we did get the 2 million balanced, so that's nice. Yes. That's a relief that's out of my hair. Uh, and then we're putting together a 1 million, but with this crazy fee environment, I don't know. We might want to wait this thing out. Yeah. Because it's looking pretty oogly, and uh, I don't know if it's going to get much better, honestly. So yeah. uh, I'm thinking that from this point forward, we maybe try to get as big of channels going as possible to make it worth it. You know, like, yeah, hopefully 5 mil is what we're talking about, 5 million sat capacity type stuff for future rings. Just saying, I know that's not, you know, what everybody's got to work with right now. Uh, but it might be time to wait. But once you get it open and you can keep it open, it's worth it being able to shoot that Bitcoin around with low fees on the Lightning Network. Once you have channels open and you can zoom shit around, you're not subject to all those crazy layer one fees. So, hey, that's the, uh, that's the trade-off in our world. Everything's got trade-offs. So I understand concerns and i'm not trying to pressure anybody to do anything at all i'm just saying uh if you want to get froggy i'll add your boy speaking of getting froggy i always like to get froggy with a little bit of top three thirty three all right all right it's been froggy oh i am genuinely concerned because of the amount of magic numbers that came up in major stories this week uh-oh yeah is the happening upon us <laughs> Well, I am not one to raise alarms early, you know. Mm -hmm. I'll let you know when it's actually happening. But I have three 33 stories that are related to the biggest narrative right now. The war overseas. We're talking Israel-Palestine, not Ukraine-Russia right now. And the first story is that Israel-Israeli warplanes hit a refugee camp in the Gaza Strip, killing at least 33 people. Now, this was early Sunday, a day after the United States urged Israel to take a humanitarian pause from its bombardment of Gaza, they said. I heard that phrase over and over again, humanitarian pause. Yeah, and I've never heard that either. It's like a euphemism for ceasefire, but ceasefire. they weren't saying ceasefire. And they're like, oh, we can't say ceasefire, but we can say uh, humanitarian pause. What does it mean? Hmm. But they said, nah, fuck you, and bombarded the shit out of them. Killed yeah. 33 people. And this is war. And then the next story is about uh, Lieutenant Colonel Salman Habaka. 
aged 33, responded to the Hamas assault and fell in Gaza. Now, those, of course, are the words of the Times of Israel, not me. And it's also worth noting that today is day 33 of this war going on. So when you click on the Times of Israel website, they've got a counter at the top, a big red banner counter. So it says, Israel at war, day 33. Couldn't miss it. Um, And this lieutenant colonel was killed on November 2nd. He was a native of the Druzy village of Yanujat and was the highest-ranking officer to perish during IDF ground operation, leaving behind a wife and a two-year-old son, along with his parents and five siblings. Ah, fucking war. War never changes. And my third story here, maybe this is like six degrees of separation, but a U.S. Army casualty investigation is going on for Staff Sergeant Felix Berrios, age 33, pronounced dead in Qatar Air Base on November 3rd. This was an ABC story. He's from Houston, um, assigned to the 25th Signal Battalion, 160th Signal Brigade, U.S. Army Network Enterprise Technology Command. Now it's a non-combat-related incident that's currently under investigation, so there's no other details there. Just a mystery. Perhaps a murder. But perhaps not. We know nothing about it, other than the fact that he was 33. Then in Bloomberg, they came out with a story, Eva Air buys 33 Airbus planes in deal valued at $10.1 billion. And uh, that's a Taiwanese company. All cash, baby. Their president, Sun Chiaming, said in November 2022 that The carrier is keen to shift toward larger, wide bodies from single-aisle jets as it eyes the retirement of its Airbus A330 planes by 2029. And they are being replaced by Boeing 787s. Mm, They start to like them thick. Mm -hmm, They like them thick. In Tennessee, other transportation news dinging up the magic number. The Tennessee Department of Transportation is reinforcing the move over law after 33 operators were reportedly hit statewide. Ouch. Yeah. So, you know, if there's an incident in the shoulder of the highway, I thought it was common knowledge you're supposed to move over because it's fucking scary being in the shoulder, even if the cars aren't going to hit you. Mm-hmm. Um, but in October alone, five help operators, as they're calling them, um, were hit, three of which were in Memphis. And so now there's a penalty if you don't move over for uh, something, an emergency in the shoulder on the highway. Now there's a penalty? They're reinforcing it. Yeah, it, like it's been on the books, but not enforced, I guess. So now, the and I think they upped the fines. So now it's $500 fine and 30 days in jail. So you're going to jail, too. Seems pretty but laid back for hitting a dude for on the side a of the road. Yeah, but yeah. okay, all right. I don't know, man. I see how you roll, Tennessee, you wild sons of bitches. And I've got a, a final group of stories, three to be exact. Oh, God. That are financially related here. Uh, Disney to buy remaining 33% stake in Hulu from Comcast for at least $8.6 billion. Mm. Yeah, they've already kind of been melded together with the Hulu Disney, Disney Hulu thing or whatever the fuck. 
Yeah, well, Disney already owns two-thirds, and now they've bought out the final third. Uh, but they're waiting for the appraisal, so it's going to be at least $8.6 billion coming Comcast's way. Could be worth more. Gotta wait for the appraisal results. Uh, then Fox Corp saw its profit drop nearly 33% on higher expenses and ad slowdown, according to Reuters. The higher expenses they defined as the Women's Soccer World Cup <laughs> investments in their digital platform and renewing their NFL contract for a whopping $2 billion a year for 11 years. Should have been $3 billion. Holy cannolis. But yeah, $22 billion for the NFL. Raw, raw. And the final story in this segment is that credit card interest rates climb to 33% in some cases. And then in parentheses... USA Today wrote, no, really. No comma, really. That's how fucking serious they are. They put parentheses with no, really no, in it. No, really. We published a headline, but we really mean it this one. We mean it. We know we lie and make stuff up all the time in most of our headlines, but this one's for realsies. Yeah. <laughs> I and fucking hate journalists, dude. They, they cite 20 retail cards, but it was such a weirdly written article they say, you know, oh, there's uh, 33% in these. First, they say four retail cards, and then they say, you know, there was actually 20 retail cards that had that interest rate. They just kind of name and shamed four specific ones. Okay. Stupid. Neat. Um, but like I said, they're all retail cards. So, you know, you go to a store and you use their card to buy a thing. Sure. You're going to get hit with 33% interest if you don't pay it. And I thought retail cards were always ridiculous. They're high. a rape, yeah. yeah. 28 is kind of like because, a good deal on them for the APR. Like if you got yeah. like a, a Kohl's card or some shit like that, like the in-store charge card. The in-store charge cards are where people with no credit go to start building their credit history. Right, exactly. Uh, and that's why they can get away with fees like that. That's why they jack it way up. And uh, and you're usually working with some bullshit little t-shirt item or something, unless you're <laughs> absolute dummy. And yeah. they're like, oh, I got the cool card. I'm going to spend $800 I don't have. They're out there. It happens. There. Not the way to build your credit. I but, think it's... Uh, uh, I don't know. If you're on a if you're on a credit building mission anyway, then uh, someone, needs to, <laughs> someone needs to come in and save you. Yeah. You know, good credit helps, but just making decisions for the sole purpose of making your credit score go up is a little bit slavish. Oh, totally slavish, but welcome to Slave America. Um, And I also just thought this was a weird red flag story as we head into the season of giving. You know, gift giving season coming up. People are all out buying their Christmas shit now. Oh, yeah, it is the uh, year. And so time. all I can think is it's like, just, you know, don't put purchases on cards. Just buy what you can fucking afford. And here's what? a clever thought. What a concept. Maybe you just make gifts for people. Oh. Homemade gifts are better anyway. Maybe. One of a kind. Your presence is the present. I like to think that about myself, but I don't want people to feel snubbed either. <laughs> <laughs> you show up all the time. That's not special exactly. at all. Exactly. You're always here, damn it. Where's my presence? Can't you bring me colorful plastic shit? Joke's on you, I shop all the time for everyone that I'm responsible for gift giving, and I get great fucking deals that are well within my budget. Yeah, you squirrel it away in the little gift hole. Exactly. And say, oh yeah, 
this reminded me of you in March, so that's why it's your Christ, uh, Christmas present now. Exactly. Well, anyway, let's take a breather behind the curtain. Mm. I think that is solid medical advice. And we'll treat it as such. The DEA is now accepting public comment on alternatives to incinerating controlled substances that they seize. Mm. I thought, yeah, I've got one. Why don't you donate it to the less fortunate? Yeah, we've all got uh, cannabis incineration devices uh, at our home. I have, <laughs> I have many, and I'm holding one right now, actually. It's a quite a small one. It wouldn't really work for a, a bulk incineration, although I can get it done over time. If you just give me, you know, kind of a deadline this much over this many days, I can I can work through it. I've also got some quite large devices that will be just as good as incineration. So yes, I volunteer as tribute for the incineration uh, task force. Oh, man. Fuck, why don't they just test its purity and sell it back? Oh, wait, I already do that. <laughs> Without the testing part, too. I'd probably just hand it to informants here. Make a sale. We bring the goods, you bring the cash. Now oh, you're under arrest. Weed, man. Oh, well. Uh, the FDA also came out with an interesting article this week. The headline was FDA's 50 years of experience with cannabis research <laughs> helping to support tomorrow's cannabis drug development. And that's really the whole thing. Uh, the last sentence sums it up, so you don't have to read anything. It didn't. You won't learn anything interesting if Good. you do. I hate reading. It's just, um, you know, a <laughs> little dick wagging. And then they say, the agency will continue to support sound, scientifically based research into the therapeutic uses of cannabis, CCDPs, is what mm -hmm. they're calling you know, and will work with companies interested in bringing safe, effective, and quality drugs to market through our drug development and approval process. <laughs> yeah. And a CCDP is cannabis-derived products. Not sure where the second C comes in on that. I was doubting my notes, but it says here in the article... <laughs> Cannabis-derived products. <laughs> CCP. I think that's like the truth want to come out. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I CCC you in there. Mm-hmm. So it's just gross. It's like, oh, we have this plant, and we've been researching it, and we just want to know how we can Frankenstein the fuck out of it. Like, what can we pull out of this and use? Could we isolate it molecularly so we could make a safe and effective injectable derived from cannabis? Maybe that would be the way to go. Yeah, and, like, you won't be able to OD on it because it will just shut your kidneys down first if you take this. Versus if you were to smoke the weed, I mean, oh, smoking. Ugh. I hate them so much. <laughs> There's over 420 alphabet soup agencies, and this is one of my least favorites. <laughs> oh, anyway. Just the worst. Yeah. The Reason Foundation released a handbook this week, 84 pages in length. I did a little perusing. It's called the Drug Legalization Handbook. And you know how I feel about legalization. You know how I feel about handbooks. Yeah, I'm not crazy about either, honestly. Um, because what we need to do is repeal prohibition, not stack more laws on top of all the shitty laws that already exist. Um, and I understand there's reasons to be weary about reason also. Like, sure. they received a $900,000 grant from the Gates Foundation uh, to ensure that state funding adequately and equitably supports the pursuit 
of improved educational outcomes for low-income Black and Latinx students. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So what's up with that? I don't know, because I don't read articles with that topic usually. (laughs) Uh, And then, of course, they're also... They've had their Bill of Financial Responsibilities going for a while, where they're calling for a constitutional uh, convention and uh, adding five amendments to the Constitution, one of which involves abolishing the IRS. Um, So, we'll see. (laughs) I think they first pitched that idea in 2017 or 2018, though, so who knows. Uh, But anyway, two of the authors in this handbook are from the Cato Institute, And they wrote my favorite chapter, which I found. And they say that advocates consistently get it wrong by trying to craft excessive policy. I absolutely agree. Yep. Cato uh, usually is pretty based. Here's what they said, and I will quote verbatim. Congress must repeal the laws that cause drugs to be treated differently than any other consumer good. Thank you. Repealing the federal laws that treat drugs differently than other products is the best way forward. There is no need for government to design rules and regulations for the sale of drugs. Markets arise when needed. Letting the market solve a problem created by the government is the best possible outcome. Absolutely fucking based. Really fucking into that. Now, uh, many of the other chapters don't exactly follow along with that train of thought. Yeah. They're written by other people, yeah. which doesn't help. Exactly. It's so you've all... got a bunch of, too many cooks in the kitchen for a handbook. Yes, it's actually like. It's more like a greatest hits album or like a, now that's what I call policy 45. <laughs> Some shit like that. Yeah, or like 17 books in one. Yeah. And you just kind of go to what you're interested in and whose um, philosophy you agree with. Mm-hmm. Because there's a lot of talk about... Oh, there's some serious cucks over at Reason lately. Mm, Yeah. Mm -hmm. There's a whole chapter on consumption limits and requiring on-site use. I wanted to barf. Requiring on-site use. No, that's what Oregon's got going on with psilocybin. You know, they have their treatment centers that you have to go to and you do it there with a doctor or whatever the licensed professionals call themselves. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, like like we've called it doing drugs at the DMV. Exactly, Uh, yeah. I'll never be for that. I think you should be free to do it wherever you want if you can buy it. Well, you should be able to uh, set your environment up, the set and setting that you need, and that's going to vary from person to person. I'll tell you, Silasabin, I need a little walk in the woods. Yeah, get outside. Not sitting in a fucking sterile, white, padded wall room or whatever. Maybe not padded, but... not confined for observation and all this other bullshit, you know. Cold tile floor on my feet does not sound good. Besides, observing uh, will change the result, you know? Exactly. It's all a factor. Um, but, and then there was this line in here. They had a whole thing on the banks and how banking laws need to change. And uh, to quote it, it says, ideally, drug legalization is accompanied by liberalization of existing banking laws so that legitimate drug-related businesses gain unmolested access to basic financial services. And all I could think was, Bitcoin fixes this. <laughs> You're not going to fucking change the banks. Come on. Come on, gay. We've got better money. It's called Bitcoin. Okay, now you saw the new House Speaker, Mike Johnson been in the news a lot. Uh, yeah. Uh, in the UK, the Daily Mail came out with a hit piece on him. Oh, no. But specifically his son. Okay. His adopted son. Oh, the British are after us again. Yawn. <laughs> Shock. <laughs> well, it just ticked me off because it kind of goes against what a lot of the weed advocates 
claim to be fighting for out here. <laughs> okay, like, yeah. And there's they, plenty of that. Anytime you just wave a little bit of partisan bullshit up in the air, then weed advocates are no longer weed advocates. They're fucking partisan hacks. Exactly. It's part of the whole fucking trip. But seriously, this this art headline does deserve a huge, the British are coming, the British are coming. <laughs> this has nothing to do with you. Fuck are you, off. Are you sure the British are coming, or is it possible they're just breathing heavily? They're jizzing all over themselves. That's what they're fucking doing when they wrote this piece of shit. I'm sure they were just jizzing all over themselves for that. So uh, their adopted son was in court on charges of running an illegal cannabis business. Michael Terrell James, 40 years old, father of four. Um, And he actually didn't have to go to court because he just sent in his court appointed attorney with a not guilty plea. Gotcha. Um, But they really... You know, they really just trying to make him look like shit here uh, with his rap sheet and stuff. And, oh, you're running an illegal weed business, which just means you don't have a fucking license in the state of California because he lives in Los Angeles. Mm. And, you know, you did something outside of the fucking legalization rules. That's illegal, man. No details as to what exactly he did wrong, but had to do with weed. And the second offense, possessing brass knuckles. Oh, I thought they geez. were a paperweight. Yeah, exactly. That's my story. That's and I'm a fucking paperweight, it. man. Yeah. Come it's, on. It's in the shape of a full house. Like, how am I going to wield this as a weapon? It's impractical. They have quotes. I'll just use my firearms, sir. Like, this is just a toy. <laughs> I don't know. They have quotes um, from Mike in here with no attribution of where the fuck he would have said it ever. Uh, but one of them is like, oh, yeah, if it wasn't for the Johnsons, I would be in prison or dead. Like, I have them to thank for getting me out of this one. It's like, when did he say this to you? When would he talk to you, fucks? Don't talk to journalists. Just common sense, especially the British. But anyway, uh, the judge diverted the charges, and I guess after 12 months, they'll be dropped if he serves 20 hours of community service and avoids employment at any weed farms. So it's a huge fucking nothing burger. You know? Oh, I know. Shocking, right? But then they go through his... uh, And something that never would have been discussed ever, except for his daddy is Speaker of the House. So they have to play... Exactly. Oh, oh, what can we find? Oh, oh, what can we find? And this is all they can find. Okay. Yeah, and just... All right. And I'm not... By the way, I'm not even sticking up for the fucking retard, because fuck him too. But it's just... I know, but they didn't even put the asterisk disclaimer that oh, black Americans are often charged more frequently for weed crimes than whites and blah, blah, blah. All the shit that our news goes on and on yeah. and on about. You know, they're just like, fuck this guy. He's a politician's kid. And all <laughs> of the fucking legalization mainstream chodes that are plugged in would have used that talking point for any other situation, but they're going to play partisan bullshit in this one. That's what like, I'm saying. It's yeah. They, these... They claim to advocate for a certain cause, but they pick and choose. It's like fucking transparent and gross. It's totally gross. Yeah. They go, it's just honestly, his rap sheet goes back to 2003 and it's a bunch of drug possession crimes, like petty crimes. Uh, But then there's one they tried to make a big deal about where he got a restraining order when he was 23 from uh, the father of a 16 year old girl. And there's a quote from the dad, I guess it must have been in the court documents, where the dad said, uh, he told me, you know, he asked 
this guy to stop picking her up from school, and he told me that he will do what the fuck he wants to do, and don't get in my way, or you dead. She is my bitch. <laughs> and I just thought it was funny, because, again, how the fuck would you ever be able to um, say, oh, yeah, he definitely said that. You can't verify that. And they tried to reach out to the dad and the girl, because they're, you know, she's an adult now, uh, for comment, and they were unreachable, shocker. But I just thought, wow, how easily could Mike Johnson pivot shift this into the systemic racism slash new Jim Crow narrative? Yeah, it's like it's ripe for the plucking. It's ripe. But I, I haven't. Don't know. No he's, American outlets picked it up. But these Republican top dog guys don't never do shit. You know, they never go fucking go on the offensive on anything. Yeah. Oh well. They don't think they're like uh, Greg Daniels or something. <laughs> They're fucking poofs. Oh, Greg. Greg Daniels. <laughs> Drinking Bailey's from a shoe. They are poofs. It's so fucking lame. It is lame, man. Uh, I'm bored with this theater. <laughs> um, Our government. Tell you what. I have a clip. It's late. The journalists were late with this fucking story. Okay. Which makes it not as... um heart palpitating as it could have been yeah. for parents. But I come with a late Halloween story out of California. Bay Area, in fact. I was shocked, like, what's going on? Lee Lei, whose daughter is in kindergarten, is reacting to news that some kids at this trunk-or-treat PTA event at Amelia Earhart Elementary School in Alameda came home with more than just candy full of sugar. Some came home with this cannabis-infused fruit candy full of THC, what some might refer to as weed or marijuana. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I knew I'd have to pause it there. And everyone's like, ah, oh, right, cool, kinky, yeah, right, oh, nice. A fucking PTA, school-sponsored trunk or treat. Those are supposed to be safe. That's the whole reason right. why they've been doing the trunk or trees. Right. It's dangerous to knock on your neighbor's doors. Come to the school. School sucks. We yeah. all know it. And this just reinforces it. And for whose me. asshole little brother is running around? You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Come on, man. And, and consider also before the court, one of these fucking kids get caught and what do they say? Well, they at the trunk or tree. You know, they get busted with everybody got little fucking gummies. From one of their hookups or their plugs, you know. Kids not to fucking find things if they're really yeah. determined they figure it out. I know I did. And so then you get fucking busted. What are you going to say? Oh, I'm going to fucking blame somebody else and try and dodge it. Also what these dumb, like, uh, yeah. I've been a young dumbass kid. We all have. <laughs> Come on. I'm not saying one way or the other. I'm just saying the jump to conclusions without any evidence. Ugh. Color me skeptical. It's so fucking it, frustrating. It would, be, it would be harder for me to believe that somebody came to the PTA trunk or treat with some fucking weed than it would to believe something else more likely. Yeah. But then also him having to, to try and explain what he means with a THC, you, you know, in case you don't know Some would call it weed candy yeah. or weed gummies or THC marijuana edibles. Yeah. In fucking California. In the Bay Area. 
And I also want to point out, he's doing a man-on-the-street interview with a Chinese lady and her kid. <laughs> okay. And the lady has no idea what he's talking about. She's just <laughs> oh, kind no. of giving her emotional response to it. Okay. You know, that's why in the beginning she's like, oh, that is so scary. Oh, yeah. Oh, that is so scary. I like, totally forgot about the intro, but it it's was awkward. pretty... And it gets worse. Pretty hilarious. As weed or marijuana candy. Yeah, we know. student had uh, found in the bag of candy that they uh, brought home uh, an edible with about 10 milligrams of THC in it. The trick-or-treating type event was held in this parking lot Sunday. The Alameda Unified School District says one student ate at least part of the cannabis-infused candy. (gasps) We do know that the student appears to have ingested the the candy uh, unintentionally. Uh, The family... Uh, got help. Uh, the student is stabilized. Uh, ah, the <laughs> student is stabilized. Dude, oh my god! Too. It sounds like. Did they, they stabilize the patient? Did they eat a little weed? Did they? Pee- oh, they had a bite of a weed candy. Better stabilize the patient, doctor. And with stabilized, I think of like traumatic injury, like it's broken your, bones you're and shit. Falling off the path of life, you're dying. Yeah, and your they vitals you are back down. from dying. That's what stabilize means. When you're unstable, you're in and out of being alive. Not on fucking weed, man. I know. <laughs> Get a grip. And how to bite, not the full 10 milligrams. Yeah. Is, it's too much for fucking California. You know, they've been doing this longer than, than most other states. People but- should just need to be like, all right. It's weed, though. Go home. Lay down. Drink some water. See you in the morning when you're not exactly. high anymore. <laughs> Fuck. Yeah, you're gonna be okay. Come on. Seems to actually just be what people need to hear. I could just see like seven doctors in white coats busting out of an emergency room door and they like run by some dude that has a busted leg and is squirting, squirting blood. blood. And they run by some pregnant woman who's in labor and they grab this kid that took a bite of a weed gummy and they strap him on a gurney. We gotta get him back in the triage now. Start shoving tubes down their just throat and knock shit. people over. Like, yeah. Mm-hmm. That's the situation. And actually traumatize the child. Yep. Yep. <laughs> well, just, oh my God. I don't know. It's pathetic, <laughs> man. Come on. As Bowie Steed says in the chat, this kid needs a cookie stat. <laughs> <laughs> Hide your Cheetos. Yeah. Uh, and, and is doing well. After the school and district put out a warning, additional families came forward to say they also found this Kiva brand Lost Farm Fruit Chew. The woman who took this picture tells us one of her three kids had this in their bag. Parents we spoke with just glad that more kids weren't sickened. I have no experience <laughs> with candies like that. Duh. But we do check our candy regardless of things like this happening. And I, w- I bet that she also likes to hold hands and share secrets. It sounds pretty secretive sharing. I don't know anything about candy like that, but we check our candy. We're good slaves. Happening, and I was thinking like, oh, geez, that's really like scary, because you know this is from the PTA events. Multiple <laughs> kids came home with those cannabis-infused candies, and it is important mm. to note that they were all blue. I checked the, rest of the candies there. I didn't find that blue one, um, but uh, Angel ate yesterday. It one. I'm pretty sure <laughs> she ate one, but I'm not sure which. You know, if that one is that blue one. I need to double check, like, you know, with her when we get back home. The superintendent. Wow, they, they didn't trim any of that out. No, but. Like, they didn't help her out in any way in the editing room. She said, 
So she's pretty sure her kid ate a fruit chew yesterday, but she says like that one. And so, but now that I think of it, maybe they did have one. So then she should turn to her kid who's in the shot, like hiding behind her mom. Oh, no. And be like, Angel, I tell you, did you get very high yesterday? <laughs> I'm going to tell you right now. One of two things went down. Thing number one, I'm thinking slightly more likely. Some kid got a hold of them motherfucking candies, showed up at the trunk or treat and was giving them to kids. Yeah. That were at that event. Another kid in that fucking crowd. I I very much doubt it was out of one of the fucking PTA members. Nobody's nobody in that circle is putting themselves at that much risk. They're all on the team. Oh, we're looking for that like uh Hawkeyes, you know? They're yeah. they're the ones going, there's definitely gonna be that, and we're making sure there's not that. So it would never happen. Number two, which is maybe the less likely, but I like the conspiracy mind. What if they just got sick of hearing people call bullshit on the on the weed and candy story? They said, you know what? Fuck you. Here's a weed and candy story. It happened. It finally, we could say it happened. At a PTA even. Ha, huh, you're not safe anywhere. Hmm. An outside. Because weed. Person would have uh, dropped the drugs in the bags. Yeah, whatever. Or like the trunk. Whatever, yeah. It could have been arranged, let's say. Yeah, totally. Could They're have been saying- the, it, the candy could have been arranged to be there, so the, which it was either way, but you know what I'm saying. The, the candy is a square in a wrapper. It looks a lot like a Starburst or other gummy fruit chews like that. Okay. So in there, they mentioned it. only the blue ones were weed candies. So yeah, you just take like three to five of those, drop them in a bucket that has a bunch of fruit chews and mix it up. Mm-hmm. It, it does seem very easy to get away with it there. Like a plant. Yeah, totally planted. Either way. Let's blame it on the weed, everybody. Oh, uh, yeah. Well, weed. But I, Thank God those kids are stabilized and they live to tell the tale. Oh, I just love the Chinese lady. Like, oh, I'm pretty sure my daughter ate one yesterday and like, I'm going to have to go back and check. <laughs> she had to brew one. Mm. Uh, 10 seconds left on this piece of shit. <laughs> Superintendent says the district is now working with police to see where the candies came from. They're warning you to check your kids candy on Halloween. Before they eat it, <laughs> eh, let them take their chances. <laughs> <laughs> I have a good trip. No, like my kids are young enough to where I see the candy as it comes in. Yeah, exactly. That's what gets me worked up. Is like, they don't go off and come back with something I don't know about. They everything I'm they right get there. I'm, yeah, I see it. Yeah, yeah. It's pretty easy to identify legit candy. I and think if it's so. something that you don't recognize, you're like, "Ooh, what's that?" Mm-hmm. And that never happens. <laughs> yeah. Oh, well. What are you um, going to do? These people are not going to give up. No. Their delusional little world they live in. Where yeah. weed is going to fucking kill the children. Just As if. Down. Just keep the pot away from the kid. It's not hard to do. You but, just fucking don't let them get it. Yeah. But also know it's going to be okay. And if they get it, fuck. Just chill out. Yeah. Nothing's going to happen. Difficult for people to chill uh, out these unless days. you panic and run around in a circle, like then dangerous shit could start happening. Like, but the danger is that exactly. danger is your dumbass reaction, not the weed. Yeah, it's so weird, and especially the release of the story. You know, it took a while to come out. Yeah, that is kind of funny. It's like here we are a week later. Mm-hmm. Halloween is over. Oh, they backdated it to Halloween, but obviously it didn't happen Halloween because they were trick or treating that day. Fantastic. Yeah. I didn't see this story until yesterday. I love it. So, mm. supoy, supoy. Very suspicious. Anyway, 
In Colorado, a federal judge dismissed a lawsuit alleging that a police department's use of a drone while investigating a weed case violated the Constitution. So what had happened was (laughs) an informant tipped deputies off that on windy days, their neighbor Chris's field smelled like weed. So the officers took it into their own control and flew a drone overhead for seven minutes, taking at least 20 photos of 210 pot plants that they found on the property. So then they got their, you know, warrant, seized the plants, and charged the neighbor with cultivating more than 30 plants, which is pretty gracious that it's like, oh, anything over 30 plants. Because he had 210 plants. Still horrible to be charged for growing a plant, though. Uh, But anyways, this federal judge found that the Fourth Amendment does not unquestionably protect against aerial viewing of a person's property, which I think is bull. Um, But the judge has left it to a state court to decide whether the sheriff and two deputies made an unlawful entry and search. Definitely. I think they did. Well, you're supposed to, your real estate's supposed to go up and down in both directions, you know? Yeah, Uh, it it should. Unless they're (sighs) up in protected airspace, but that's not high enough for a drone, for just a little fucking, you know they were just flying a fucking Chinese Mavic through there or some shit. Yeah. It's pretty fucked up, but this is also um, how they got that Missouri couple we brought growing hemp on their property. What they need to come up with, and I don't think it'd be hard, but I don't know shit, so that's just me saying it, because it's easy for me to say it. They need, you know those laser systems they've made for uh, mosquitoes in the room? They, like, detect a mosquito and zap a mosquito right out of the air? Oh, I was unfamiliar with that, but that sounds awesome. I've seen this done as, like, a, I don't don't think it was, like, a product, but a... Use case, you know, demonstration. Yeah. Just a little bit more powerful than Zion's drones. It's just uh, roast them right out of the sky, you know? Yeah. Because those, it typically those uh, pictures aren't phoned home. They're saved on a piece of hardware on the device. So, yeah. Just, oh, this is now on my property. Wham. Burn it. Grab it. Get that thumb drive. Snap. I think there's definitely a market for that. But it's also why it would be nice to have, um, you know, the whole, like, uh, what do you call it? An, an airstrip on your property. Oh, yeah. So you so really you could can't. Protected airspace. Fly and, drones there. Like, yeah. Oh, protected yeah. airspace. Well, the, yeah. I know. In a perfect world. What are you going to be doing? I don't know. Yeah. I don't We're pretty solutions oriented here, though. I like the lasers. And yeah, I like the fucking the air, laser beams, man. Airstrip. We've got two so possible solutions. <laughs> <laughs> um, in Connecticut this week, the state decided to double the purchase limit for anyone that buys weed. So next month, if you're an adult over the age of 21, you can buy a whopping half an ounce in a single retail transaction instead it's of a, a quarter. Step in the right direction after all. After all, it's a step in the right direction. It's a step in the right direction after all. Hooray. Mm-hmm. But then a um, really wild story came out of Connecticut this week, and it just felt like the timing was right after that Alaska airline story that we shared about the guy freaking out and right. blaming mushrooms. 
On Thursday around 9 a.m., the State Narcotics Task Force received a tip. There was something illegal going on inside this home on Lyon Road in Burlington. When detectives arrived, they spoke to 21-year-old Weston Soul. They also noticed ventilation equipment throughout the home typically used in secretive laboratories. Neighbors <coughs> say they've always been suspicious of the home. The odd thing was they were running air conditioners when it was a cold day, you know, which didn't seem right. Soul brought detectives to this detached garage where they found a large mushroom growing operation. Soul claimed the mushrooms were not the type of mushrooms that produces psychedelic effects. A search warrant allowed detectives to search inside the home, and there they found an additional mushroom growing factory, which had illegal mushrooms worth more than $8 million. There was more cars during the day, which almost seemed like it was a place of employment more than, uh, you know, people sleeping there at night. Seoul later admitted to growing illegal mushrooms, which contain a chemical not approved for medical use and can be abused. <laughs> he is now charged with... That chemical is psilocybin. <laughs> a chemical. <laughs> <sighs> Fucking magic mushrooms. Sorry. Anyways, I'll backtrack a little. He is now charged with possession with intent to sell and distribute narcotics as well as operation of a drug factory. <laughs> Soul's arrest is something neighbors say has been a long time coming. It's been going on for so long that it's just, um, you know, it's been since at least, I'm trying to think, it's at nine months at least. Oh my so God, that's a lifetime. Bond, and he is scheduled to appear in court later this month. A 21-year-old kid, you know? Yeah, well, and you gotta lay a little lower than that. I mean, definitely these Icarus kids, man, that they just get all crazy. They get like an expensive house in a neighborhood where everyone knows what you're up to everywhere because they're a bunch of nosy fucks. Because it's Connecticut. So, like, <laughs> I don't know what you think you're gonna pull off, bro. And then surely they weighed the wet mushrooms and gave you the street price for the wet mushroom. Yeah. Being a dried mushroom. Over $8 million. I, I have my doubts about that. Yeah, they're running wild with $8.5 million of psilocybin If you had $8.5 million of mushrooms, you would need a very big motherfucking house. Yeah, and, well, there's the, a small house uh, and then a detached garage kind of thing going on. Um, and there are some pictures of the setup, um, but... I don't know. When you see the inside of the house, it's like, wow, it's so neat and tidy and exactly kind of where you would want your mushrooms to grow. <laughs> it looks so well taken care of. I don't know. You know what I mean? All airtight and clean. It looks like there's good air filterage going on. Ah, it's such a shame. Again, growing fungi. Illegal. But yeah, you nailed it with the Icarus thing. It's just crazy. He's 21. Now he'll probably just be fucking locked away for the rest of his life for growing fungi yeah. or helping someone else do it. Because this, you know, neighbor, nosy fucking neighbor man in the report mentioned all the cars there. Ah, this guy going on TV flapping his mouth. I couldn't help but wonder. I'm like, hmm, so an anonymous tip came in, eh? <laughs> I wonder who could just have done sits that. a lawn chair out in front until the uh, news van shows up. He's just like, all right, I'm ready for my quote. 
Now's my time, my five minutes of fame to say it's been going on for so long. Yes, I've observed like, it for a very, very long time. Maybe, uh, let me think about it. Hmm, recalling in my memory, eight, maybe nine months. Yeah, totally illegal what's going on over there, but it doesn't affect me at all. But I'm going to stick my nose in it. <gasps> They're running the air conditioner when it's cold. Oh! Who even fucking notices that? I got my own shit to worry about. It's not very good for Christ. your system to do that, by the way. I don't know why they'd... I think he might be confused, uh... With what's going on. I, I don't I'm certainly it. confused, but, you know, what, what are you going to do? <laughs> yeah. Uh, just, you know, listen to the idiots on the news, I guess, and then joke about them. Joke, joke. I've got another clip. <gasps> this time, it's from Florida, and it's a story we've been following for a while. For the last six years, if you wanted to sell medical marijuana legally in the state of Florida, you had to pay $60,000 to the state every two years for a license. Now, Florida's health department and the state are looking for 22 times that amount. What Sellers are being fuck? told to pay more than $1.3 million every two years. I really think that we're missing the sight that it's actually medicine. Dr. Heather yeah. Alt tells me medical marijuana should not be treated the same as alcohol distribution. And she says now she's worried for her patients. There's going to be fewer uh, dispensaries applying for licenses in the state of Florida. These Florida lawyers yeah. with Dean and Mead agree. The state of Florida just cannot be in the business of making money off sick people. Dan Russell and Will Hall are working with Sanctuary Wellness. This is a medical marijuana treatment center. Uh, their license is up for renewal. After seeing the license renewal hikes, they filed a petition against the state last week. MMTC renewal fees and application fees have to cover the entire cost of the program. Our position is that no, it doesn't. There's a lot of other income streams that the department has. For instance, no patients like the ones Dr. Aldsees have annual medical marijuana cards. If the MMTCs need to pay for the entire program to operate, why is there a card fee at all? The question they've asked the state, local doctors in our area say. This is really going to affect the dispensaries uh, first, but you know that they're not going to bear that brunt of the cost by themselves. Which could lead to her patients looking elsewhere for treatments. Please yeah. don't get it on the street. It seems please, a resolution please by the don't state get it could come as early as next week. We're actually moving very fast. I mean, we have a final hearing set for next Wednesday. Yeah, so I'm excited to see what the final hearing holds. Mm -hmm. 22x the legal or the licensing fee. Anybody dumber than the fucking government, man? Yeah. Well, Greedy, dumb, but little fucking <sighs> twats. I can't even uh, get the thought out, man. Yeah. It's got me wrecked. Mm hmm. Yeah, they're like soul-siphoning demonic entities of some sort. Maybe lizards. And I know this, right? I know this. This is common knowledge, but it still rattles me. Yeah. Yeah. And then it's funny when they had that doctor pleading not to get weed on the streets. It's like, well, fuck, if you're going to charge a ridiculous Bro. amount of money. First of all, it's already on the streets. And it grows from the ground, so. Why do they got to be gross about it? The streets. Don't get it from the streets, man. Well, I'm not going to pay the exorbitant legal prices well, if I'm a sick patient. You could put a seed in a piece of dirt. Yes. Or you could have a friend. Put a seed. Who knows people who put seeds in pieces of dirt. And some dirt. And that's yeah. what people have been doing for Millennium. a fucking century in this country <laughs> or more. Yeah. Yeah, but it's just so ridiculous. And it's a weed. Like, ooh, the scary weed. Oh, my God. Yeah. I'm going to fall over from fright. Mm-hmm. 
This next story comes from this year's Show Me State, and it's an example of a retraction that will never actually make the news and, you know, sure. change people's minds on things. Do you remember the group Delta Extraction that was notified by the state all of their products were illegally made because they used hemp from a different state and not Missouri-grown weed? Mm. And so they had 60,000 products recalled. Well, a quiet article came out this week that Missouri has rolled back part of its product recall for Delta Extraction. They've reviewed 15,000 products, and they are all going back on shelves uh, because they found that they contain solely THC sourced from marijuana grown in the regulated Missouri market. Ah, in your face. It's you weird. Disgrace. It kind of feels like a little guilty before innocent thing went down here instead of innocent before proven guilty, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and in the public eye, it's like, oh, these idiots over at that company. Yeah, you're going to smear them and you're going to seize their shit and then you're going to give it back and be like, oh, you are bad. Now, they say that there's f- the 45,000 products remaining still have a fate pending before an administrative hearing commission. Ooh, yeah. Administrative hearing commission. But their trial is scheduled for the beginning of December. So I hope they fucking get them. I hope that they get to keep their license and keep rolling on. Because um, the guys from the beginning have said all their stuff was legally made. And for what it's worth, the rules changes came in in July and some of these products were made before that. Right. So what the fuck? How can you know what the future rules are going to be when you're making your products? And also, God forbid, it's from another state in America, like a neighboring state. It's just very frustrating the way that state legalization is going down while we're still under federal prohibition. Yeah. It's asinine. No, it's all asinine. And Cato Institute was right. Like They said what we've been saying the yep. whole fucking time. Repeal yep. prohibition. Fuck this extra legislative, regulative shit show that makes even more things illegal. Well, thanks, legalization. You've made even more things illegal, you fucking twats. Exactly. Now, as you know, today was an election day, November 7th of this year. And two Missouri areas, uh, St. Charles and St. John, voted on the extra 3% tax for recreational weed, as we now call it. And um, I was guessing that they would pass, and I'm looking now, and all th- there were actually three, The also in Arnold. All three of them passed with a majority. 66% in St. John, 74% St. Charles, and 73% Arnold. I don't know why these people like taxes so much, but it really grosses me out. I would vote no on any tax because fuck taxes. <laughs> they're dumb, that's just me. They're dumb enough to think that they're sticking it to the weed smokers. Uh, that's that yeah. is the whole I think crux of these votes and, and the way that these particular taxes keep passing. Like yeah, maybe the votes are just a lie anyway. Just made up numbers. I don't even. I've never counted them. I don't even give much of a shit to be I honest know. with you. But we still have that lawsuit. In St. Louis County, um, looking at the constitutional amendment that went down when we passed legalization last year and seeing if they really can stack the taxes like that. Because the amendment there had pretty low taxes set 
for legal weed in Missouri. But right. then, you know, the cities came in with 3% and the counties came in and stacked an additional three on there. So there's 6% added on. Mm-hmm. So fucking gross. Also kind of gross is my next clip out of Las Vegas. People are going to be going to these lounges and smoking marijuana. When marijuana lounges open in the Valley, each business must have a DUI prevention and education plan, making sure customers do not get high, then hit the road. But there are concerns from police. Some reckless drivers may slip through the cracks. Consequences can be fatal. Call people think it's okay to drive under the influence of alcohol. We don't want them to think that it's okay to drive under the influence of marijuana either. We're adding more officers out there that are better trained to That'll uh, do check it. for drug impairment and look for that enforcement. Fox 5 has told you about Metro's new training for advanced DUI detection. More officers learn how different types of highs affect driving in different ways, from swerving go. lanes to speeding. During a traffic stop, if there's no smell of alcohol, officers may ask questions and look for other signs, like dilated pupils or a higher heart rate. Each person is different when it comes to the tolerant user of marijuana. What we might see is somebody that has short-term memory losses, a cognitive psychoaffective drugs. They're either slow on the time or fast on the time. It all depends on the type of marijuana, the strength of marijuana, and what and how often they consume marijuana. Once a suspect's in custody, drug recognition experts can conduct physical tests and take a blood draw for a toxicology report. 155 officers have been trained in field detection so far. So every officer that's going through the academy currently right now gets the training for A-Ride to be able to look and find an impaired driver, not only for alcohol, but for drugs. The education that we want to give to people is don't drive high. Okay. No, you don't drive high. Hartfat makes a great point in the bowl, which is how I feel. A cop measuring my heart rate would increase my heart rate. No shit. Yeah. And then with this whole blood test thing, isn't that a warrantless search? If they say that, well, we can just take your blood. Like, no, you can't. I have to give that to you. I have to give you permission to take my blood. <laughs> you can't fucking do that. It's and also, what are you gonna, fucking creepy. What are you going to read from it? How Goddamn. the fuck are you going to know if I'm high right now? Goddamn vampiric. It is. I know, yeah. They could be talking fast or slower at just a normal speed, and we can tell that they're on marijuana. It sounds so fucking subjective like, to me. Really, guy? How about you just stay over there and I'll stay over here? But you know what sucks and what's going to happen is they're just going to pay cops to camp out in front of these consumption lounges or, you know, in the grass around the area, and every car that leaves, they're going to get pulled over because they just left the consumption lounge. The whole pre-crime bullshit about this fucking influence is just doesn't work. It's wrong. Anyway. It's wrong to try and pin people that aren't hurting other people down for something, in my opinion. If they're swerving and breaking existing laws, then there you go. You know? Yeah. You can't fucking keep it between the lines. Yeah, you, you got can't an issue. keep it between the lines. That's reckless driving. I see a lot of people coming yeah. into my lane, though, or and they don't CNI, get pulled over. You know, careless and imprudent. But, I don't know, man. Yeah. It's they, just... gotta, they gotta... Make your chemical ba- chemical balances all defined and legal limits. Yeah, well, you know, they never ask what prescriptions you're on when you get pulled over. No, 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 no. And, and surely SSRIs don't dilate your fucking pupil. Oh. There's no way they do that. Yeah, sure. For anyone. More breaking news in the bowl tonight. As expected, Ohio has gone ahead and legalized weed, according to early polling results. Of these uh, votes, finger wag, coming in. And I have a link in the show notes to the first time we discussed 
this constitutional amendment from the regulate marijuana like alcohol folks in Ohio. It was Bull After Bull episode 101. Whoa. Long fucking time ago. Yeah. And they went through a hell of a process because in Ohio, I guess to get a constitutional amendment in place, you gather half your signatures up front, you turn them in, and then the legislature has an opportunity to enact your amendment. And they either can... They can dice it up, do what they want with it, or they can just do nothing, which was the case here. And then you have to gather the second half of the signatures, turn them in, and get it on the ballot for the people to vote on. Um, so the people have voted, and they've legalized weed. Now, you know I'm not a big fan of any legalization bill, and this one isn't as gross as ours here in Missouri. And by bill, I mean initiative, petition. Mm. Um, but it puts way too much power into the legislature's hands here. And I hate that. If you're going to write all this stuff out, just be direct and concise about what you mean. It establishes a division of cannabis control within the Department of Commerce. They have to create and implement the entire licensing structure, testing requirements. They have to set the standards for advertising. They determine the penalties for violations. And they will be establishing the THC content limit. How neat. Which is gross and suggests that there should be one. Yeah. Which is stupid. Yep. It does say no less than 25% for flour or 90% for concentrates. Sounds like they just said it right there. <laughs> you know? Well, what? Then they'll just go, okay, 25 and 90. Yeah. Or, you but know. You think they're going higher? higher? I no. don't think they're going higher. No. no. Just dumb. Uh, of course, like all the other states, seed to sale tracking is required, and they refer to this as an electronic database. They've written in here, the Division of Cannabis Control and any entity under contract with the Division of Cannabis Control shall not make public any information reported to or collected by the Division of Cannabis Control under this section that identifies or would tend to identify any adult use consumer. So you know, guaranteed right there, that as soon as you even maybe step into the dispensary, you're in that fucking electronic database. Mm -hmm. <laughs> they got all your info and oh, they're not supposed to share it. Yeah, but they can never share it. You know, uh, that hacker 4chan might be able to or something. <laughs> or all of the fucking feds. All the feds, all the, yeah, exactly. Law enforcement will be able to gain access to it, and it doesn't matter. Yeah. Um, the Department of Development will be tasked with establishing a social equity and jobs program along with running the fund for it, which comes out of the taxes, and an advisory group for it. So there's a bunch of bullshit jobs coming. Um, now it's 10% recreational tax, 36% of which will go to the social equity fund, 36% to a community cannabis fund for towns that agree to host dispensaries, 25% to substance abuse and addiction funds, which I don't see what that has to do with weed, but whatever, and 3% to the division of cannabis control and the tax commissioner fund. A little bit for everyone. Uh, there is home grow. Six plants per adults, and they don't say the stupid mature slash immature thing here, which I do kind of appreciate. Uh, and there, there's a limit of 12 per household. So two adults in a house can both grow six plants each. Mm. That's, I think that's what uh, Colorado has going on. I think or at least right, started yeah. with. But here's where it grosses me out. Same as every other fucking state. 
cultivation or growing of adult-use cannabis only takes place within a secured closet, room, greenhouse, or other enclosed area in or on the grounds of the residence that prevents access by individuals less than 21 years of age and which is not visible by normal, unaided vision from a public space. So here comes all the fines and arrests and stuff. You know, here's the new laws. Don't break them. Um, They did refer to a certain code section on what violations could possibly be. And it looks like a first offense with anything weed related would be up to a $100 fine. And second offense would be that fine plus maybe 90 days in jail, which is pretty fucked for weed, but whatever. Uh, It does have language in here removing weed as a reason for suspicion of child neglect and abuse. So you can't, if you're going through a divorce or anything, you can't use that against your spouse to try and gain custody of your kids. I appreciate that ass covering for sure. Um, It does not require or prohibit public places from accommodating pot use. That's interesting. I like that. It kind of suggests that, hey, you're a private space. You can... Do Make what your you own want, call. You know? Yeah, that's how it should be. Exactly. If you don't want pot in your establishment, you can ban it. If you don't care, you can allow it. With flour, there's a two and a half ounce possession limit. So you did way better than Connecticut there. And 15 grams on, on extracts. Um, This last part kind of fucks me up because this is about anyone under the age of 21 that gets caught with weed. And I think it's way too fucking strict. Uh, So if a young adult gets caught with weed on their first offense, they're going to get a fine between $250 and 1000 and face up to six months in prison. So you're still giving oh young people records yeah. for something that you legalized. Fuck you. Yeah, fuck you indeed. It gets worse from there. Second offense, 500 to to $1,000 fine, five months in prison at least, suspended license, community service, and the third time, same fines with six months, a class six suspension of license and community service. So it feels almost like increased penalties. Like I know. Worse than they were before. Yeah. Punishing you for to, being a kid. You're supposed to show lenience to juveniles anyway. Supposed to. Two more stories uh, for the next segment. A federal judge has denied an attempt to block Virginia's toughened hemp law, which really sucks. So it's going into effect. The case is still moving forward. The lawsuit has not been entirely dismissed, but it is clearly going to be an uphill battle. Now, they said that, you know, everything besides Delta 9 THC was 50 state legal in the 2018 Farm Bill. Uh, and this just directly attacks Delta 8. Uh, they, the judge wrote that, on the record, defendants have demonstrated Delta 8 THC is a credible threat to the Virginia population. And there's a strong public interest in protecting the citizens of the Commonwealth from substances like Delta 8, including a vulnerable population such as children from hospitalizations and poisonings. The decision to advance that interest was done by the elected policymakers of Virginia, and this court must defer to those political and social welfare judgments. Yeah. And my last story is a shorty. Ireland's first medicinal cannabis clinic is now open, even though they legalized in June 2019. Hey, they made it. <laughs> they did it. Woo. Four years later. And some change. <sighs> it's a travesty. But you know what's not a travesty? What? All of the bowlers hopping into our voicemail for a little first time I ever action tonight. You can too. 816-607-3663. Yeah, tell us about the first time you ever 
rode a horse. The first time I ever. And boy, the uh, voicemails are piling up. Hat tip to the uh, good Rev, who is not able to make a metal moment tonight. Uh, but the voicemails will make up for the time lost, I feel. They have f- just flown in tonight. Cool. <coughs> yeah, I think it's a little weird oh? that uh, Canada's power just decided to go out, or internet decided to go out yesterday, and now there's a hog story on a Tuesday. What? It's like they're trying to cringe on bowl after bowl. Uh-oh. Maybe they got tired of those behind-the-scenes guys always taking over the stream. Yeah. Passing it over to them. I don't know what's going on here. Yeah, man. The Coincidence. Behind the streams, so. guys. <laughs> uh, Taking my hog stream. <laughs> trying to think of a second time I ever rode a horse. Yeah. And I think the first time I ever rode a horse is the only time I ever rode a horse. Okay. And it was just like the, uh, what you call it, a field trip. And it might have been like elementary school, man, or like maybe junior high. But uh, I went out to some place and just rode around the corral, like maybe a couple times, if that. So I just remember like, about the only thing I remember was, you, you touch the back end of the horse, I believe, just so that way, like, it knows you're there so it doesn't kick you. Mm. I remember that, like, little safety thing. But, uh, yeah, man. Yeah. And I don't even know if you're, like, considered riding a horse, because I don't remember if somebody was, like, leading the horse or or what it was. So, but it would be fun. I know the wife and I were going somewhere, and or we're at the, near the ocean, at the ocean, near the ocean, whatever. And uh, at one point, and there's these people riding their horses. It was like a little training thing or activity, whatever they pay to pay to go to. I was like, ah, oh, that'd be a lot of fun to be along the coast taking horses up and down the hill. And that would whatnot. be killer. Yeah. Mm. A little so. beach horse. Anywho. I'd fuck with yeah. that. There's that. All right. Wait, I appreciate you guys. I love you guys. Love you. Stay dangerous. So and dangerous. If it's not Monday that you're running and you're running on a Tuesday yep. or you're just listening to this podcast before it's a podcast and it's just live. It's a live podcast. It's pre-podcast. <laughs> you can give a hearty. <laughs> I would say that, you know, since the uh, live item is in RSS tag in the podcast namespace that. Uh, oh, our bases are covered. We're a podcast right the fuck now, my man. Yeah. Lit. Yeah. But I digress. It's all semantical games. We love you, Christopher Battles. We sure do. The most dangerous caca in the voicemail. And, uh, yeah. You give that horse a little slap on the ass till I have a good day. I always, uh, stayed away from the ass end. Yeah. As much as I could. Because that's where the powerful kicking devices are. Smart. Back in the back. Uh, this collar, though, right up front. Hola, and, uh, sweetie... I was born in Texas. Ayo. The first time I rode a horse, I don't even remember. It was so I was so young. So you don't need to hear about the first time I rode a horse. You need to hear about the best time Definitely. that Keeper of Vox rode a horse because this is a good story. Okay. And here it is. Well, I had ridden in the uh, Houston Livestock and sh- Rodeo Show. Hell yeah. And uh, we got a little toasty. 
<laughs> and, uh, well, we wanted to go to this bar. And the horses were settled up, and we went ahead and rode downtown Houston. Manly. And we got to... Yep, clip flop, clip flop, and well, I uh, saw that parking meter, and that's where I parked my horse. And I put some quarters in the parking meter, and you know, turned the handle and tied my horse up to the parking meter. And these people are looking at me like I'm crazy. And me and two of my other buddies, they we just tied our horses up to the parking meter. Well, they had a point. You are a little crazy. Well, anyway. Hey, do you want to tell them about the first time you had a firm poo in Mexico? Oh, my God. Yeah, that was just, like, this evening. (laughs) And he told everybody, I had a good poo, I had a good poo. Yeah, I did did tell everybody I had a good poo. Yeah, (laughs) I wiped my butt, and it wasn't even any. Wow. It was perfect. An I had angel a turn. Oh. You know, see, the thing is, in Mexico, it's not like a number one and a number two. It's like you get a number one and a number one and a half. So, uh, <laughs> you know, having a, an actual number two is that's an achievement. <laughs> All right, you guys, love y'all in the bowl. In the bowl. In the bowl. Cheers, you two. It's good to hear from Keeper of Vox. That was yeah. a great story. I know that feeling. When you wipe and you look and there's nothing there on the first wipe, and it's like, You're the best Nothing's gonna ever keep you down. Yeah. Seriously. You hear the <laughs> choir of angels saying, <laughs> Bullers falling out of their chairs left and right. Um, and I wanted, Mexico, to, I wanted no to really punch it with emphasis. Yeah. Uh, speaking of emphasis, uh, this next voicemail is emphasized. So I heard the topic. Yeah, man. For the first time I ever was the first time I ever rode a horse. Then I'm sitting here and I'm choking on some good stuff. I'm smoking a chicken and some carrots with my main man. Oh boy. And I got to thinking about the first time I ever rode a horse. I was about five years old. And there was a large horse at my father's uncle's farm, and his son, one of the older ones, was leading the horse around with little five-year-old me on the saddle, holding on to the saddle horn. And someone had not cinched the saddle very tightly, nor had they told a five-year-old phoenix what the hell the reins were. Where to, where to find them. Uh-oh. So as they let go of the reins, the horse caught scent in sight of a female. And guess what he did? Oh, yes. He took the fuck off. Rat and row. when he made a left, Phoenix didn't. And boom, down I went. Oh. And that same damn horse, which subsequently was named Pepper, also stepped on my foot. <laughs> When I was like shit. six years old, and I had a pair of patent leather shoes on, let me tell you, that shit hurts. In the bowl, y'all. In the bowl. In the bowl. Ouch. Yeah, I mean, foot stepping, clod stomping horsey horses, man. Mm. 
Uh-oh, we haven't had a voicemail back and forth battle like this for ages. Ooh. It's phone boy. And, uh, hey, phone boy. First time I ever rode a horse. Well, actually, I don't remember the first time I ever rode a horse because, uh, yeah, I had a, I found a picture of me. I, I guess I was, you know, it probably, had a, you know, I don't know, a, a, a horse. I don't know. I was on a horse or something as a small child. I don't remember the details of it. No. A horse um, or something. But um, the first <laughs> time I actually remember riding a horse was in high school. Now, I went to a... Um, I was very lucky and went to a private school that had an equestrian program, and so and actually that was one of the options you could choose as, as your as your you know your physical activity, right? And, you know, of course, they had sports and that kind of thing. But I, so for one um, for one semester, I, uh, I I was in the equestrian program, and that and that meant that you had to that, you know you got assigned a horse, you had to you know to make sure before you got on it, you had to, you know you had to saddle it up, make sure it's. Uh, you know, make make sure the hooves are clean and and everything, and yeah, they teach you, you know, they teach you the the basics of horseback riding, and you know, we got to ride through the hills of this uh, of this uh, of this this uh, high school in, in Hawaii, and it's beautiful hills there. I mean, it's, it's great for running and also great for for horseback riding, and and, I, and uh, you know, you get and and you get and, and you know, even you know, I don't know, they're 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 amazing animals, but it's also it also it's also a lot of hard work to actually ride one of these things and not to you know either, you know either end up on the ground or. You know, or getting kicked by one, yeah. uh, you got to be kind of careful with them. But uh, yeah, that, so. It, but it was. Uh, it's just. It's just amazing you know, when you spend a lot of time with these creatures. Because you know, the, the, the school had, you know, probably, you know, a dozen or, or more horses there uh, that we all that we all got to, to ride. So we all got to learn the different horses and everything. And it was actually. It was just, they're, they're amazing creatures. They truly are. Um, and you know, we probably don't uh, respect them enough. But uh, anyway, uh, that's all I got to say about that. In the bowl, y'all. In the bowl. And the bowl. Horses are pretty cool, man. Yeah, they are. Pretty cool. I like horses. Me too. Uh, you want me to tell you about the first time I ever rode a horse? Yeah, you remember the first time you ever <laughs> I rode a horse? I do. I must have been around three. I think this was the same day as the being kicked by a goat incident. And I was at Southwick Zoo in Massachusetts. Uh, it's a like private-owned zoo in Menden. Mm-hmm. Um, very cute. I've taken you there. And they have ponies that you can ride if you're small. I could probably still ride them, these cute little ponies. And they are hooked up to a rotating carousel kind of thing, you know? Um, and they just walk around in a circle. But there's still an adult that's, like, holding their reins and holding you, the child, as you sit there so that nothing happens. And you just hold the little stump on the saddle. Uh, and yep. it's very slow and very cute. And I loved it so much. I did not want to get off the horse. I just sat there and just gripped onto the saddle. And <laughs> the lady was like tugging at me. And I was <laughs> like, nope, I'm meant to be on a horse, damn it. Like John with the antique cars. Exactly. Or <laughs> golf carts. Like, no, I'm still going. I'm good. I'm not done, I'm yeah. not done yet. No, I'm good. It I'm was right. exactly like John with the antique cars. Um, But I didn't know if I, re- I know it could technically count. But the first time I ever actually rode a horse, you know, holding the reins and yeah. being in control and having the freedom of a farm to be on uh, was my fifth birthday because nice. I had such a spiritual moment with that pony at the zoo. I just constantly talked about wanting to ride horses and stuff, which is not surprising knowing my mom. And my grandparents worked with someone that had um, a stable. And so they brought me there for my fifth birthday and I rode on this black and white horse named Treasure, 
And at first, the lady, the owner, was walking beside me, but she's like, you seem like you have it. And this horse was really good with kids, probably a birthday party horse that's yeah. used to it, you know, a little older. Mm-hmm. And so I was like, oh, yeah, okay. And so I just rode her around in a nice, slow kind of trot, and then I gave her a little kick, you know? I was like, eh, let's see what this baby can do. Yeah. But I never went to, like, I galloped, Yeah. but not nothing crazy. Yeah. No jumps or anything. Uh, but it was a lot of fun. Also a spiritual event for me where I was like, wow, I could just do this. Like if I had a horse, yeah. I could feel this again. <laughs> mm-hmm. But, you know, not enough land. Riding is awesome. It is. It's like freeing. You feel wild and free like a Mustang or something, even though that horse just lives in a stable. <laughs> uh, the text line is wild and free. Ooh. Texting a picture getting jacked saying dumbbells with buds. Look at those fucking biceps. Look at you, caller. Texter. Yeah. Being all jacked in the uh, text line. Damn. Holy moly. Glad that is a butt of mine. Yeah. No doubt. Pound dad arms. <laughs> dad <laughs> arms. The sexiest of arms. Uh, love it. Uh, love this next caller. Okay. So I have to tell this hilarious story. Because phone boy and I are sitting out here still finishing the smoke on the dinner of chicken and carrots. And he needed to repack his bowl. And he was trying to figure out where to put the ashtray. And he was worried because he had it sitting on the flap of the box that has the wood that we're smoking with. And I'm like, wait, I've got an idea. I picked up the ashtray, (laughs) palmed it in my hand like a lotus, and said, look, brisk factor zero and he told me that i could suck his dick so i simply replied right here right now it was an audible <laughs> brain lock pedals pedal heads bowlers <laughs> folks bone boy's brain locked like an engine that ran out of oil impossible in the bowl, in the bowl. i don't believe it oh. <laughs> colin is colin's bluff that is one thing that is always frustrating in the bowl. Not enough surfaces to put our delicate things down on. Yeah, what's up with that? It's okay. I'll just knock it over with my mic stand and buy a new one tomorrow. <laughs> no, never do that. <sighs> or else I have to say, that's a dumb place to keep bowls. No shit. Uh-oh. Not- okay, so follow up to that. Ooh. The fact, not only that his brain locked, but that he actually stopped to pause and contemplate that. Let me set the scene, bowlers. We're sitting out on a cement patio in full view of a main drag road if the headlights were to hit us. Uh-oh, drag road. Just right. Not less the fact my mother, the matriarch, is resting on the couch <laughs> just on the other side of the love seat that would be blocking her view if I were to undertake this particular activity, which I assure you I would not under the circumstances. But once again, I want to point out, Boneboy contemplated this for a moment in time in the bowl. Girls, go, go, go get go your get phone it. boy. He's out there contemplating. Yeah, it's because phone boy likes to stay dangerous. Yeah. And also knows there's nothing more powerful than doing it in front of a crowd. <laughs> so good. <laughs> Uh, it's extra strong, we call it. Headlights, your mom, we'll take it all. There's nothing stronger than having it be done in front of a crowd. 
<laughs> Me, butcherer of ISOs. This is a strong move. Uh, strong follow-up. 33 seconds. Good job, Colin. Various comments have been made about certain activities I, took, I undertook earlier this evening. In my defense, I, I provide the following things. As, as uh, my co-host has, has herself admitted, uh, on, on the Lotus uh, Effect uh, on, on Saturdays at 4 p.m. Central. Uh, yeah, she said she's a slut. And here I'm thinking she's offered me a blowjob. Uh, yeah, of course it's going to cause me to stop and think for a second. What do you think? Like, for a second? Send a blowjob? <laughs> In the bowl, y'all. In the bowl. Yeah, I like blowjobs. I don't thumb my nose at free ones. <laughs> That's for sure. That's for sure. Uh... Here we go. He started a war, I think. So as I'm sitting here listening to Phone Boy <laughs> attempt to defend his position of ill behavior, instead <laughs> of saying co-host, I hear a co-horse. And then I'm a horse. <laughs> Is the truth trying to come out? Horse. <laughs> Maybe you need to tune in to the Lotus Effect at 4 p.m. Central on Saturdays to find out. In the bowl. <laughs> the Lotus Effect at 4 p.m. Central on Saturdays. Now with twice the horse. <laughs> <laughs> the horse, of course, unless you say horse. 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 <laughs> hey, man, that's our first time I ever topic. It's on the mind. I mean, you know. Hey. Uh, the flames of our love burn as hot as the bullshit we spout. With laughter, we be knocking you motherfuckers out. Lorian and Spencer controlling the lanes, striking and sparing the name of their game. So roll up a fatty or spark up your bong, because this party's rocking. So we fall the fuck asleep, because me and Phone Boy are old. In the bowl, y'all. Uh-oh. <laughs> in the bowl. Night-night, olds. That's all right. Net-Ned has been in his net bed for probably before the show started. I don't believe you, though, because you're still whamming it out in the chat. Yeah. And it's one, two, three, four a.m. here in FEMA Region 7. So how about that? How about that? For being mm. old. Yeah. Yeah. I have my doubts. That you're asleep. That's all I'm saying. They're sleep chatting. <laughs> you imagine like the it's thumbs real just thing. keep going. <laughs> just like snoozing away. Chat, 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 chat. Chat, 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 chat. ISO, now with twice the whores. <laughs> <laughs> the ears receive it and the thumbs ask. Hmm. <laughs> What about you? Do you remember the first time you ever rode a horse? Yeah, the first time was kind of like what you're saying. One of those super controlled environments when I was really young. I think I was five because I was at the kindergarten field trip that they mm. always take to Red Barn Farm. Oh, lovely place in Weston. And they had a bunch of different stuff. So like apple picking, but they had a little horse go around the, you know, horse go around the circle. Yeah, exactly. Type thing, just like the Faulkner match one. Yep. Pretty much. Uh, I don't remember if it was attached to a spinning wheel or not. It probably was, but I can't remember. Yeah, ponies go around. But I didn't actually ride on my own volition until I was maybe like 11 or 12, I want to say. Um, I can't dial it in exactly. It was certainly before I went back to school. I was still homeschooled. Uh, good friend of my dad's, they've worked together forever. He's got a place out in Kansas. Way out in Kansas, you know? Yeah, a place. The old Wild West Kansas. Yeah, he lives there. And he's got a few horses, so we rode. And uh, it is. It's like super, 
liberating and uh, awesome. I've always taken pretty naturally to it, even though I haven't really done it that many times. I always jump at the chance. Yeah. If horses are around, because it's always fun, and I've never had a bad experience or a horse that was like, whoa, whoa, what the fuck, you know? Yeah, it's like you almost become one. Yeah. You're in sync somehow. You just have to have a bit of confidence and trust in the animal, you know? And late callers have mentioned, just be careful, you know? Yeah. Don't do anything fucking dumb. And don't worry, you know? Yeah. Like, horses, they can get anxious if you make... If you're anxious. If you make an anxious scene, yeah. you know? Um, but they can also keep their shit together pretty well. Most of the well-trained ones, and, you know... I've also never ridden any kind of wild fucking horse. They've all been great riding horses, but... Yeah. I don't know. I always wanted to do that more often. That's one of the things across my life that I've been like, you know, I wish I'd ridden horses more often. Yeah, I feel that. But your pop has told me that story about when he took you out there. And he says that you went kind of fucking wild on that horse. No way. That there was a boy that, like, I don't know if it was his coworker's grandson or something, and you were just keeping up with him. And he says you were full galloping all around. Oh, we were galloping, but it wasn't like we were hurting the horses or pushing them too hard. No, 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 but you were just, like, racing and keeping up. I don't, yeah, falling behind is not really... I also realize and know that Pop Pop is one of those not-in-sync-with-horse people. (laughs) Yeah. He's always like, they have sharp teeth. Don't go near (laughs) their mouth. It's like, well, don't put your fingers in their mouth for sure, Pop. (laughs) They kind of do a bite-pull thing. Which is the opposite of sharp teeth, but that's okay. I know. Uh, he was impressed with your horseback riding, mm. is all I'm saying. A little hee-haw, you know? Yeah. ha he. Yeah. I always felt right at home when I got up on a horse. Like, it just made sense instantly, you know? Yeah. That's how I felt, too. Bully Seed in the chat said, she has many horseback riding experiences, but her Costa Rica horseback riding to waterfalls in the beach was unforgettable and also photographed. Ooh. That sounds epic. I uh, definitely heard people go down to Costa Rica and do that exact same thing, and it always sounds like the tits. Yeah. Breathtaking. Definitely a bucket list item. Totally. Um, This next caller's got a bucket list. I have been around horses. I have taken care of horses, but I do not care for horses. Oh. I do not ride horses. (laughs) I don't like them. Wow. But do you know what I do like? Washing my penis. Oh. (laughs) Fellas, the ladies love a fresh washed penis. It's true. Whether you've ridden a horse to get to the bowl tonight or not, remember, wash your penis. Solid advice from a solid bowler. Yeah. If the penis is ripening, you should maybe wash the penis. Yeah, definitely. And ladies... Don't be afraid to grab a washcloth yourself and get to town. (laughs) (laughs) What do they call it when Arthur takes a bath in uh, Red Dead? 25 cents. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I don't know. It's called called taking a bath. Pretty sure. I thought like they had a special day for like, we're getting a wash or whatever. (laughs) (laughs) Stupid. It's called like a bath. A, there is a service name for it. <laughs> Press uh, triangle to have a bath or whatever. Yeah. I think it's square. Man, it's been a while since I was in Red Dead. A deluxe bath, though. Oh, a deluxe that's bath. That's when the lady comes in to yeah. assist them. That's when she does the rubbing for you. Yes, and that's what I'm talking about. Yeah. A deluxe bath. <laughs> a deluxe penis wash. 
<laughs> the penis you want is a washcloth away. The clean penis, that is. Mm-hmm. Or if you're not picky, you're like, yeah. Whammo time. <laughs> I can put up with a bit of raunch. <laughs> <sighs> Wash your penis. Not every time, but, you know, enough times. <laughs> Uh, this next caller's got the cleanest penis in town. Face to the screen bowlers. Oh, hey. yeah, pumice. Uh, first penis. time I ever rode a horse <laughs> would probably have been my buddy Dave when we were kids. Like, he had, like, where he was growing up, they had a few horses on his property, but they also had electric Ooh. fence. Ooh. So the horse riding, that was kind of interesting, of course, you know, but um, we would, of course, challenge each other to see who could hold on to the electric fence longer than the yeah. other guy. And, like, it oh my became God. more about, like, you know, dumb shit like that because we were just kids, you know? <laughs> oh, my goodness, God. Um, but, you know, we never pissed on the electric fence. Like, none of us were stupid enough to do that. So you got to give us a little bit of credit there. Credit given, yeah. Honestly, it doesn't. it really doesn't shock you that much. It's just enough to kind of make you say, hey, that's enough of that. And you walk <laughs> away. You know, you don't. Yeah, like that's why it was a challenge to see who could hold on to it longer because sure. it only pulses like every like every few seconds it gives you a jolt like mm. you hold on to it it's like boom boom fuck so anyway like as an adult whenever I get shocked if I'm trying to change out like a light switch or something and it's like a uh, 120 volts like regular electricity in the house like if I'm really worried about it I can shut the breaker off or put on rubber gloves or just do it one wire at a time and try not to shock yourself. Most of the time, like, if I do get shocked a little bit, it's like, ah, oh, well, I remember that when I was a kid. Kind of reminds me of riding horses. So, in the bowl. In the bowl. In the bowl. I don't like electric shock. Uh-uh. Me I either. detest it. Yeah. It's not my bag, man. Those little diode uh, muscle massagers can be all right if they're done properly, but even that can get out of hand. Yeah, got to be in just the right spot or else it's incredibly uncomfortable for me. Mm -hmm. Well, that all of our voicemails tonight? That gets us up to the present moment. Oh, cool. That was a healthy heap. Yeah, no doubt. For horses. Appreciate everybody calling in. Yeah, me too. That was a lot of fun. Horsing around. <laughs> Which will certainly be the pun I make in the toot. Callers were horsing around. Well, now that we've got rode a horse under our belt, uh, what about the first time I ever slept walked? Yes, absolutely. Oh, well, that was fucking easy. Cool. I love that. You heard it here right now, bowlers. Next week, we want to hear about the first time you ever slept walked. Yes. Slept walked. Yeah, you know. Is that how you say it in past tense? Slept walked? Uh, no. It sleep walked? It sounds more awkward, even. Uh, walked no. in your sleep, I think, Ooh, would probably be how you have no, to put it. I don't know. That's too long. Past, Past tense. tense of sleepwalk. Um, looks like uh, the verb is not sleepwalk, but sleepwalk one word. So sleepwalked with an ed. Sleepwalked. That makes more sense technically. Well, learning something new because you here. wouldn't conjugate two verbs at once. Yeesh. And this you're not you're not sleeping walking. You're sleepwalking. <laughs> yeah, you're right. This oh. is why you're my editor. <laughs> English is hard. Sleep so the walk. So the first time you ever sleepwalked. It does sound funny. It's weird. It sounds like some sort of fucking astral projection, shamanic shit. 
Sleepwalk like an Egyptian. No. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. Or whatever. Or whatever. Yeah, get the calls in. 816-607-3663. Now, there's only one thing left to do. Ah, fuck it, dude. Let's go bowling. Yeah, let's go bowling. Fiddle Gib! Oh, now I just want to preface this with, I told you up front at the top 333 that I was a little disturbed with what happened this week. Oh, man. Are we going to bowl a perfect 33 game? We just might. In Finland, a chain had to recall 33 tons of dog food as hundreds of pet owners complained. Uh-oh. Did it make them fart too much or something? Oh, it was causing some serious illness from nausea to temporary paralysis. Oh, no. Oh, yes. This is um, the, and it, it, ugh, it just feels like an Ikea read or something, you know? Okay. The finish line. Uh, the brand is Smaak, S-M-A-A-K, and <laughs> the dog food that was recalled was the Herka Kala Viljata. Tone variety. <laughs> Viljatin. I don't know how the Finnish would say it. Yeah. I don't speak Finnish. Um, but yeah, 33,000 kilograms. Recalled. Uh, and they exported that to Sweden and Norway. So the whole Nordic region is just <laughs> Shit. got a lot of fucked up animals, I guess. an entire Scandinavian landmass with uh, bad dog food. Yeah. And this comes from one of the largest pet supplies companies in the region. Uh, the Musty Group, which owns Musty Jamiri stores. <sighs> you musty not buy it <laughs> because it's bad for your doggo. No bueno. Temporary paralysis, that's pretty fucking extreme if you ask me. Yeah, paralysis for any amount of time sucks. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Next up on the lanes, we've got um, a story from Utah. Tooley, Utah, to be precise, where a semi-truck crashed into a car lot and damaged 33 vehicles along the way. Holy Moses. Yeah. That's a lot. The driver is 26 years old, um, and I guess there were three separate crashes that damaged 33 cars. That's hard to pull off, even in, like, video games designed to hit as many cars as you can. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The truck sent a car dealership up in flames. Oh, shit. Um, and now this driver was driving for a Utah-based company, um, went through the front of the car dealership building, Miraculously, there were no fatalities, although a 67-year-old woman was critically injured Ow. with no update on her condition. The truck driver was not injured. Um, an investigation obviously is underway, but they believe the driver's brakes failed. That sucks. Yeah. And that truck just fucked up a whole main strip. Yeah, when trucks don't have brakes, it's game over. Yeah. Because they just don't stop. They're massively larger than anything around them. So they're going to win every matchup. Yeah. Sometimes I imagine um, whatever form of humanoid creatures there are thousands of years from now finding the remnants of semi-trucks and treating them like how we imagine dinosaurs, you know? <laughs> like There were these massive beasts and they breathed fumes and they destroyed everything. They were out of control. 
the wheelies. I don't know what they'd call them, but oh, I do know that <clears throat> there's a racetrack in New Jersey uh, called Meadowlands. It's about 10 minutes, minutes from New York City, so it's a hot spot. And they just banned 33 horse owners and trainers. Uh-oh. Effective December 1st, because I guess they've got a lot of races lined up this month. <laughs> okay. And, you know, those are money makers. So Banned once it's convenient. There For was, what? Well, there was an investigation uh, at the federal level. Um, let's see. The U.S. Attorney's Office uh, revealed these names um, because they were using either manufacturing, selling, or using performance-enhancing drugs. And this came from the trials of Dr. Seth Fishman and one of his assistants, Lisa Gianelli. Fishman was sentenced to 11 years in prison, and Gianelli was given a sentence of 42 months. So um, when this case started coming out, I guess the owners of Meadowlands were familiar with these folks and requested evidence so that they could say, hey, uh, anyone in our circle been cheating? So, um, oh yeah, the delay till December also gives owners time to transfer their horses to new barns and get new trainers. So, anyway, um, there were they were among more than thirty people charged with crimes. The two, the doctor and his assistant, related to the use of performance enhancing drugs on horses after a widespread investigation by the FBI and others. Meadowlands owner Jeff Garol said that he has so far received information only from the Gianelli trial and predicts that when information from the Fishman trial is released, far more names could be involved. This also explains why all of the horsemen that are, and they're all named and shamed in this article, they're all standard bred horsemen, not thoroughbred. So they think that the thoroughbred horse folks were going to Dr. Fishman while the standard bred were pushed to his assistant. <laughs> if that makes sense. What the fuck? Um, so, yeah. We'll see. They're juicing the horses, man. Juicing them up. place to keep bowls. Yeah, just, you can't get caught doing that shit. Yeah, not up a horse. Up a hen, maybe. <laughs> up a horse, I don't think so. Never gonna happen. Nothing but trouble. There was a great feature article in People that came out today about a runner... A 33-year-old runner who is among the first with Down syndrome to ever finish the New York City Marathon. Based. Yeah, you go, Gwen Coco. Actually, her name is not Gwen Coco. It's Kaylee Williamson. And it took her 10 hours and 9 minutes, but she fucking did it. She's an Austin, Texas native, and her mom ran alongside her. I guess that... um, Her grandmother recently passed of Alzheimer's, and so her and her mom were looking for healthy lifestyle changes, and took up running together. That's cool. Super cool. And also, fuck marathons, man. That makes my shin splints hurt just thinking about it. It's too much. <laughs> too much. I enjoy a good sprint. Fucking guy. But that many miles? No thank you. Yeah, it'd be like me running from downtown to Kearney. It's too much. It's, it's, it's What's the point? Like, come on. Why are we doing this? Can we, like, drive, though? Exactly. <laughs> At that point, I feel like you're just I'd ride a horse. Body. Oh, me too. That'd be fun. That would be a lot of fun. Even a bicycle I'd, I'd ride. even hike it, you know. Yeah, but the whole running for a marathon Just thing. take my time and half day hike it. Camp along the way. I yeah, wouldn't need to camp. I could camp there when I get there, you know. Yeah. yeah, I don't know. I like walking a lot. 
Yeah. It's just seems... when I run, I get these fucking shin splints. <laughs> well. And then they're telling me to take cold showers and ice them and shit. No, thank you. You got to train. You got to warm yourself up, man. You got you to gotta get in gear, get in shape. Yeah. Harden just, your bones. I'll abstain. <laughs> I, I know. I need to drink more milk. That's really the crux of it, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, a weird thing happened on June 8th in Toronto last this year. A filmmaker's body was found in a garbage compactor outside of a townhouse complex. He was filming his first feature, a movie named Fat Lady Sriracha, which was a dark comedy about an aspiring line cook who has no interest in kids or family but becomes a surrogate for a loan shark in order to repay her deadbeat dad's gambling debts. Quite the tale this man was painting. No doubt. That's a wacky adventure, to say the least. And he got whacked. You know, it was a suspicious death. How does one simply end up in a garbage compactor? Well, there are ways. So they opened a homicide investigation. Sure. And they have made an arrest. And you won't believe the age of the guy that got arrested. He's Could fucking... it be 69? No, he's fucking <laughs> 33 years old. Hey. Now, it l- looks as if they don't have that many details out. But if my guesstimation is correct, it seems that he's the one he got caught putting the body in the compactor. So he was charged with indignity to a human body and obstructing justice. Uh, he was arrested Friday and charged with second degree murder. So so he's not the wacker, he's the stasher. Yeah. He had a part in some dirty work. Yikes. Yikes indeed. Now, a funny thing happened near the English Channel. Mm. Funny haha or funny queer? A little of both. Okay. A guy from Jersey was yelling at people. <laughs> Jersey over the pond. Not New Jersey. Oh, okay. You know? That's different. That's, That's different. what I'm saying. Yeah. The largest of the Channel Islands. Got you. In the English Channel. Uh, he was being a public nuisance, shall we call it. Highly intoxicated. Wearing a black jacket, which that shouldn't matter. Fashion choices shouldn't matter. But he was car- carrying a rucksack. And being, quote, abusive towards members of the public. Oh, no. Well, he was drinking some Bell's whiskey, and he decided to take the bottle when he was finished. A whole bottle to the face is pretty fucking intense. No shit. And smash it into a shop window. He has since been arrested because he was 33 years old. (laughs) But was released on bail. My Earth people are going crazy, man. Calm down, lads. Well, it's funny because just this week... Um, Fellow three, 33-year-old man, sit down, sir. Anytime Guns N' Roses comes on, I tell you that people are getting triggered. Sure. If we hear the radio and Axl <sighs> Rose's screeching, I say... Whoa, 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 job, yeah. Kind of shit. Welcome to the jungle. Blah, 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 blah. And they got a new one out that sounds, you know, similar. Yeah. And people have been triggered. There was that story about the Florida driver. Cranked that shit up. Guns N' Roses smashed into a cop shop. Uh-oh. And then the other day, you know, we were getting ice cream somewhere. And, okay, many days ago. <laughs> but there was a fucking Gen Xer gets in her car, cranks that shit up, and fucking, like, whirs out of the parking lot for no goddamn reason other than Axl Rose screeching into her ear holes. Some kind of mind control. Some kind of mind control is yeah. all I'm saying. That's what I think. And I think that might have something to do with all these uh, 33-year-olds going off, too. 
just saying. Oh. Not saying, just saying. <laughs> the siren bird person known as Axel Rose does not affect me in that way. No, not at all. That's because you are a part of the DMU, I think, though, decentralized <laughs> music. That, so, is that my immunity? Yes, it's provided you immunity. You're free from it all. The propaganda in the background that makes you want to buy cheeseburgers just has no effect on you. Mm. You're protected. Cheeseburger. Protected by Abel Kirby. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I mean, yeah, that's totally right. Here's a fun one. In Baltimore, the metro transit system has seen a serious crime drop of, you guessed it, 33% over the last six months. Now, serious crimes... Drop it like it's crime. Drop it like it's crime. (laughs) Sorry. Serious crimes include homicides, sex offenses, robberies, and assaults. Mm -hmm. But what really tickled me was that no numbers are given. So I can't say like, wow, you know, the first half of the year, there were thousands and now there's hundreds or whatever. Yeah. Kind of bullshit. Or maybe it was like, there were 33 and now there's 22. You know, maybe there was three and then there was two. Yeah. Even? Exactly. Even better one. Even better. Yeah. We'll never know. Couldn't know. They can only give us the magic number. It's down. Down good. Down good. It's a sign. They're looking for more funding. That's my guess. Um, okay. In, I believe this is Oklahoma, someone saw a guy slumped over in a U-Haul, and... What do they do? Oh, I'm sorry. It was North Carolina. Excuse me. The Garner area of North Carolina. What do you do if you see someone slumped over in a park to you haul? I would just kind of ignore it and not uh, think much of it. Hard to say. Yeah. But this person decided to call the police. I wouldn't do that. No, me neither. And this is about 5.30 p.m. Now, and I say that because a U-Haul, maybe they're moving, maybe they're making a long slept, drive. I have slept in plenty of cars and I have, plenty of parking lots. Exactly. I've time. slept in my vehicle mm-hmm. on road trips. Mm-hmm. And so it doesn't just mean I'm like overdosing on something. Correct. I'm fucking yeah. sleeping. You could just be sleeping. Sometimes it's nice to drive through the night when there's not so many cars on the road yeah. and such, you know? You take weird hours when you're making a road trip. Definitely. But anyway, someone had to stick their nose in some business that wasn't their own, and they called Maybe the police. you need to take a nap, because you sound miserable. They should have just taken a nap. So about 5.30 p.m., the cops roll up. They see the U-Haul. Uh, they get out of their car and attempt to contact the driver. He wakes up, and what does he do? Fucking takes off, and a pursuit begins. The cops are deploying spike strips, they didn't stop him in the U-Haul, but they did damage a patrol vehicle, which I'm sure he'll be charged for. Oh, great. They'll never take me alive! Yeah. Well, it all came to a crashing halt for the driver when he ran a red light and had a big accident. Big Ooh, oopsie. don't do that. That stopped him. So he was charged with felony, fleeing to elude a hit and run and several other traffic offenses. Um, I mean, just think for... Less than two seconds. How the fuck are you going to get away in a U-Haul, my dog? Dude, it's a rough one. But just it, don't, just... Well, here's the, the kicker, you know? Mm-hmm. He's 33 years old. Oh, that's the first mistake you made, He's been arrested 16 times since 2010 and has several pending charges. All oh, of those pending a... charges are for drugs. Wild man. Just... Yeah. 
just sick of getting stopped by the fucking cops. How about that? You know, like, just trying to enjoy himself. And then here come the fucking schnapps telling him he can't have these drugs because the government said he can't. And there's a charge. Yeah. But, you know, causing accidents is no bueno. I agree. The drug charges suck. Uh Yeah. Yeah, but, but you know what? He does not seem like the brightest egg in the basket. Uh, definitely not. And the minute you put your foot on the pedal when a cop is trying to stop you, you're automatically in the shit. Whereas you could have potentially walked away if you had just talked to the, and not talked, yeah. but stopped for the officer and let them do their spiel. Right. Never going <laughs> to get away with running. I feel like some of that is just playing too many video games. Yeah, definitely. And like... Having a very unhealthy muscle memory brain. Like, it doesn't actually work to jump in a garbage truck or some kind of big box and get away from the police. It doesn't work that way. Sadly, this is not the Wild West. Zero such cases. Yeah. So what the fuck, man? Now, I thought this was interesting. His bond was set at $30,000 if he decides to opt without electronic monitoring, or $15,000 if he agrees to the electronic monitoring, (laughs) <laughs> but then the judge has this comment about how they're, like, running low on the ankle bracelets. Oh, darn. So I thought, wouldn't you charge more? Like, why would you want to incentivize him taking the monitoring system? You can't order some short. more. The state is short on electronic monitoring systems. Just order some more. They're a fucking cash cow, clearly. Yeah. There's seriously. no way. If you're paying $15,000, $15, there's no way that the fucking ankle monitor hasn't been covered. And it's some, you know, how many well, how many sweaty assholes have walked around with that same ankle monitor before you? There's no way they're making they're not making their money back on this shit. And those things can't be that expensive, nah, really. That's old on. technology. But they do. They're act- expensive when the government buys it because you just jack it all the way up when the government buys it because they're a bunch of fucking retards. They um they have to give you your bail money back, right? You're just sort of putting yeah. that down. Yeah, if it's you like pay a bail payment. up front, yeah, then they give it back. Yeah. But if you bond out, usually you pay the bondsman like 5 or 10% and they keep that. And mm. they post the bail and keep your fee. Right. Yeah, that's a hot business. Well, the good news for this guy is that the U-Haul he was driving wasn't stolen because everything inside was his. And it was a lot of shit. You know, he was moving. Sure. Or maybe living in a U-Haul. But he's moving to fucking county lockup now. Yep, that's a fact. Now, in Singapore... Uh, Law enforcement has been cracking down on folks trying to fly drones into prohibited areas. And they call them protected places. PPs. PPs, yeah. Restricted areas where only authorized people can enter. No fly in my PP. <laughs> That's That would be ideal. <laughs> I support it. Uh, now... <laughs> On your birthday this year, June 9th, while we were all partying in your anus, um, some guy decided, yeah, fuck it. I'm going to fly my drone over that pee-pee. And <laughs> they figured out who he was yeah. and uh, caught up with him and arrested his ass. Uh, and he just so happens to be 33 years old. Well, goddamn it. <laughs> so now he can be fined up to $2,000 and or jailed for two years. No, you're not going to get away with that either. I just hope that he caught something interesting on his drone footage. Something that might have made it worth it. But I have my doubts. You can't just sneak into the pee-pee. They're going to fucking catch you. Yeah, that's a fact. In Michigan, someone was calling a judge and leaving threatening voicemails (laughs) last Wednesday. No one ever does that to our voicemail. (laughs) 
I know, it would be so fun to <laughs> tease me. <laughs> uh, but anyway, they figured out who the phone calls were coming from and were able to arrest the 33-year-old man on Friday. Oh, no. And his dumbass tried to run away. Ah. So there's an extra charge. What is it with the 33-year-old guys? Like, I told you the like, trigger. Oh, we have... <laughs> We have nothing left to live for. We're pretty much expired. Ah! I have no idea. It's so strange. Hey, come on, man. You get like most of your life still ahead of you. Yeah. Probably. Yeah. Like best case scenario, you're a third of the way down. We're not even halfway there yet, buddy. Yeah. And maybe that's not even best case scenario. That's like a hundred. Many people have made it to a hundred. Yeah. You know, I think average is the seventies. Oh yeah. It's lower for men than women, right? Life expectancy. Because we drive you nuts right into the grave. <laughs> um. So yeah, he was charged with resisting and obstructing a police officer, stalking, and malicious use of telecommunication services. Oh boy. With a $1 million bond due back in court November 13th. Come on, Michigan man, you can't arrest the figureheads. You can't, uh, or not arrest, harass. You can't harass the judge. That's illegal, man. Yeah, man. Not protected speech. See the state. <laughs> um, there was a shooting, an officer-involved shooting in Northwest Fresno this week. I haven't heard many people talking about it. Mm. Um, but the, it was a welfare check that got called in at three in the fucking morning, which is a horrible time for a welfare check, if you ask me. Or a welfare check, or any check. Any check, yeah. Three a.m. Not a good time, but. This may be more convoluted because this was an ex-girlfriend, oh, no. an ex, oh, no. who called the police and said, yeah, my ex is making suicidal threats. Uh, His name is Max and he's 33 years old. God damn it. So when the cops showed up at 3 a.m., they found Max in his car and he decided to put his pedal down oh, shit. and take off and start a pursuit. What is this week doing? Uh, he ended up, uh, well, actually, he ended up losing the cops, and so they terminated the pursuit, but did catch up with him at his apartment, where he was visibly intoxicated, very upset, and talking about ending his life. So I guess the ex-girlfriend's narrative does hmm, check out Maybe here. she was onto something. Yeah. But what do you do when you're suicidal and the cops roll up? You fucking charge them and hope that they shoot you. And so he ran at the officers, and one deployed his taser, and three fired shots. Ooh, blam, blam. Thank you, ma'am. Yeah. The two of those officers have one year of police experience under their belt, and the other has two years, so they're all fucking rookies, if you ask me. Yeah. Uh, but they are all now enjoying paid administrative leave while an investigation ensues. I like to think that the one that deployed the taser is like a senior cop that was like, oh, come the fuck on, you know? <laughs> and then doesn't get the paid leave, even though he was technically involved in the incident, but handled it correctly. <laughs> Don't give a suicidal man what he wants. Yeah, this is bait. It was total bait, and they took it. But we're not hearing about it, you know? No no national talks about this guy getting shot by the cops. Nah. And uh, my last role here on the lanes is a trifecta. Oh, shit. A tri-fucking-fecta of 33-year-old bicyclists, bicyclists, mm -hmm. being killed. 
Jesus. First in Louisiana, a 33-year-old man riding his bike was hit by an ATV at 9 p.m. High rate of speed for that four-wheeler. Bicyclist pronounced dead on the scene. Now, they had a typo in the article where they said that the bicyclist was a 37-year-old male and the driver of the ATV was a 37-year-old male, but the headline said the bicyclist was 33. Hmm. Toxicology tests are obviously being conducted, but there are no results out yet. Um, In Turlock, there was a bicyclist, age 33, that was hit by a Hummer that took off. Well, fuck that. Yeah. So, that driver is still at large. All they know is the Hummer was light in color in between the years of 2003 and 2009 make. It was a, an H2. They know that. The biggest one. Yeah. And um, investigators believe that the vehicle will have noticeable damage to its front driver's side from hitting the motherfucker on the bicycle, who was 33. Not a lot of H2s around uh, anymore. And I used to see those all the time, but no. Big beast. Oh, with the price of gas. True. Finally, in India, a 33-year-old on a bike was hit by a speeding bus. Oh, my God. No, thank you. Yeah, on his way to work, too. Like, ugh, just doing the daily fucking commute when a public bus comes and whams you. You know, he was crossing the road. This bus was speeding, filled with passengers, hit the guy. He didn't have a chance. I guess his neighbor saw the incident, and so he grabbed him and threw him into an auto rickshaw, took him to a hospital, and guess what? Private hospital wouldn't admit him. So took him to another hospital. Hospital wouldn't admit him. Third fucking hospital finally takes this guy that got hit by a bus riding his bike and um, admitted him, but then referred him to a private hospital where he died during treatment. Jesus, this has been a rough lane sesh. Yeah. Yeah, and that's the end of it. Man was just trying to get to his job as a private guard. Sucks. Yeah, no doubt. I told you, big old red flag. You did. You warned warned me up front. I was ready. But wow. Yeah. I don't think we've taken the 33 the whole distance to the lanes before. Nope. Might be a first. That can't be a good sign. But here's a good sign. We'll be back next Tuesday for some more shenanigans, some more lane stories, some more 33 action, some more cocaine shit stain, all the stuff that you know and love. First time I ever got into the voicemail line. That and more for you lovely bowlers. 9 Central every Tuesday right after DH Unplug wraps up on the No Agenda stream. We'll see you then. And I've been Sir Spencer, Wolf of Kansas City. And I've been Dame DeLorean. Till next time, bowlers. May your bowls burn ever brighter. Bowl after bowl till he's sick. And I'll fight you. This is America, you dumb son of a bitch, okay?
Or the bowl after bowl guy? Clothing is optional, but pot is not. Fresh air? Don't tell them we're high. Listen, we may be a little high. I mean, late. Lots of weed. Yes, sir, that is a lot of marijuana. Probably a lot of edibles. I, I like the pot much better. I want my weed. We have blunts here. I've never done a blunt. I'd do one. I'm being baked. I'm being baked like a cake. I feel stupid now. Um, it's the weed. Bowl after bowl. Lorian and Spencer. Bowl after bowl. Bowl after bowl. Bowl after bowl.com. <laughs> <laughs>